time to get geeked up. It's time to get geeked up to stand up. Comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different What's going on, geeks? Welcome to the 5th Annual 2020 Oscar Movie Special. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is the Billy to my crystal, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. That wasn't a very uh, Billy Crystal very yo, song yo, and yo. dancer. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. I got a yo, yo, yo. There's the Joker over there. Man, I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, I came in running in hot from across the stage, uh, running sideways with a, with a cane for some reason. Looking like you were late for the show. <laughs> I just barely got here. I don't even know if it's a good Billy Crystal impression or not, but who are you to say otherwise? Welcome to the show, everybody. This is it. Finally, we got these uh, tuxedos on I've been talking about now. <laughs> Devin's wearing his tux in, uh, uh, in honor of Jojo Rabbit. However, I'm dressed up as a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Another reason this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> and I guess that's even less... Ra- uh, I was uh, initially in order of Parasite. I was going to do something even more racist. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I decided to go for... Uh, Liam already had the Nazi outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. I didn't have to... I saved myself a trip to Party City by doing the JoJo Rabbit approach. Oh, boy. So welcome to the show, everybody. We got a big one for you today. A lot to unpack with this big Oscar special. A lot lot going on. Now, don't get this confused with the winter movie preview. Yes, not to be confused with the big winter movie special, which is uh, uh, out now, taking the world by storm. On SoundCloud, <laughs> on the cloud right now. Oh, it's all over but the place. But that's where we're previewing all of the upcoming movies in the winter 2020. Maybe this some that'll the... even make the sixth annual Oscar <laughs> special. Yeah, six and, and, and thereabouts. We're not exa- Don't quote us on that number. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as always, we don't it's really at keep... at least the fourth. <laughs> yeah. We don't really keep track until we title it yeah. <laughs> randomly. So we're going with the fifth yeah. for this one. Question so mark, yeah. Fifth Next asterisk. year might yeah. very well be the fifth again because <laughs> <Yeah>. we... <laughs> for all I know, the fourth. <laughs> yeah. For all we know, this was the, uh, the, the, the third, first? fifth. So. <laughs> Have we ever done this before? <laughs> Yes, also not to be confused, however, with the uh, Geek Up Present Netflix and Chat show. Yeah, well, I mean, besides Roma, I don't think uh, <laughs> what we watch on that wouldn't be too confusing. Although, coming up on that show, we do have one of the Oscar noms, Marriage Story, that we will be watching and giving a full-on review of. Yes. That's in our Netflix and Chat series, the spinoff show. Which you can, of course, check out on the same page as the Geeked Up podcast. Next upcoming episode is The Marriage Story. We've already done The Irishman, however. That's right. As we'll get into Oscar nominee, uh, Oscar nominated The Irishman. Big year for Netflix. <laughs> so uh, we've already got that going down on our Netflix and chat. So so check that out. That's on, uh, on the SoundCloud. It's on the book. It's on the tunes. It's uh, all your medias. That's right. And uh, of course, email us in at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. That's the geek. You got to put that the in there. Oh, yeah. It's a very formal, a very <laughs> formal uh, email. <laughs> so treat us with respect, yeah. goddammit. The Geeked Up Podcast. <laughs> Not just your average Geeked Up Podcast. 
But I guess that'll get us into kind of. If you email the Geeked Up podcast, you get those Canadian guys. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they, they gave you the Golden Globe breakdown, all right? <laughs> yeah. This is America, baby. We're going to. Uh, this is the We're Oscar going, yeah. special. But if they did email you back, let us know. <laughs> no, seriously. Because, uh, Still trying to track Really want to talk to these guys. <laughs> fucking love that goddamn Swaggy Q or whatever. <laughs> swaggy P. <laughs> But I guess that would kind of get us to uh, talking about this year's Oscars being that, uh, much like last year, no host. So Yes, uh, another hostless Oscars. Now, what exactly was the story with this? Uh, last year, of course, K. Hart, scheduled to be host, pulled out... Uh, when like you know, you know, they found some backdated tweets of him or whatever. We won't get yeah. into the whole K Hart some quote unquote offensive tweets. Yeah. But then this year, so they just decided it worked out really well last year. Who needs it? I guess because in all yeah. honesty, probably the right move. You know, or I feel like a bunch of celebrities just didn't feel like deleting their Twitter <laughs> accounts. Like I mean, no, Ger- no, 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 Gervais no. crushed it at the Globes. I'm sure he would have been happy to do it again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and again, Crystal, I guess he's. Uh, I don't know if he can. Uh, I guess we did the honors for him and wrote up the clever song this year. Yeah. Yeah, really. So. I mean, how relevant is Crystal anymore? <laughs> Wouldn't most people be like, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but thank, yeah, thankfully, no Crystal, I guess. Yeah, so this <laughs> might be kind of like an audition tape, too. Like, we're, again, much like last year, throwing our hat oh, in the Oh, dude, ring. I turned us down. Oh, yeah? <laughs> My bad. You don't I, feel like uh, deleting your tweets? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, uh, I thought it would be, uh, there's a be lot a waste of time. Uh, there's a previous episode <laughs> where Liam has a lot to say about Caitlyn Jenner, so... <laughs> We don't no, feel like deleting. In all honesty, dude, I just feel like uh, they probably just went on with it. Like they probably, in all honesty, will be a Billy Crystal or a Hugh Jackman that does some asinine song to open the show up, and then boom, right into the awards, which is really how it goes down anyway. Like you don't really need the host because yeah. all the host does is the opening monologue and then kind of bring up the presenters. Now you just get the kind of narrator now coming now. to the stage. So me and you are still down to do that. By I'm the way, totally I've got to signed up for best director. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm going to rig it for QT, obviously. And uh, now, <laughs> please welcome to the stage. And the winner is two poops. <laughs> I mean, two popes. God damn it. I knew I was going <laughs> to. I blew it. <laughs> but uh, yes, like we said, another hostless Oscars this year. Yeah, but yeah. they uh, leave it to them. Might be. Now, who did they do? Uh, uh, the Globes, like I mentioned. Gervais hosted the Globes. Was Gervais. Was crushed it, by the way, like I did mention. I think we might have talked a little bit about it on one of our. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if we have, but did you see uh, Gervais's... I did. Have you at least YouTubed? Have you at I least pulled, watch, pulled, pulled the big LW and YouTube the... I did watch the uh Now, the what'd opening. you feel? Kind of controversial, but... I mean, I guess. He just... I mean, it's controversial, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly what I expected For the fifth time. Almost uh, to a point where it was just like, yeah, I get it, man. Like, <laughs> this is exactly what I expected I mean, you to given, do. I mean, like, the things going on in Hollywood for him to kind of direct... Several times, like, directly call out the wine say you worked with him yeah yeah, yeah. Like, jeffrey epstein's kind of your friend <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like all that kind, all that kind of stuff the whole uh no speeches you know what i mean just like you guys didn't go to college you know what, yeah. what you're talking about just fucking thank your agent get the he hell said, out don't here. thank god and no yeah no one gives about your <laughs> politics which was funny enough because the first guy that won thanked god and then russell crowe won an award and it was all like global warming is real and it was like back to back no one's listening to ricky <laughs> seriously <laughs> what are you trying to get roasted he laid down the rules i mean but it really was just kind of like exactly what to be expected his whole like this yeah, is the last sure. time i'm doing it this is the last time i'm doing it now let me drink my pint of beer and it was like all right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> We but also, isn't it. at this point, too, Ricky Gervais a part of the Hollywood elite? Like, yeah, that's true. It's not well, like he's like some 
middle no, that's true. of the road that like British comedian. Of, yeah, He's yeah, a for big sure. deal. When him like, and like Chris Rock try to take on the Hollywood yeah, insiders. Yeah. Like, Dude, you guys are the biggest superstars there. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've got a little bit. But that being said, I do feel that he did, you know, uh, uh, he did do justice for mm-hmm. some controversial statements going after, you know, like it does take balls to die directly call out like Tarantino for being friends with uh, uh, Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein you know, yeah. like while Tarantino's sitting there about to get an award for you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? like, so uh, from that aspect but I guess Gervais so we already used Gervais for the Globes so he's uh, take him off the list yeah he's already got burnt through enough and uh, no one wants to see Ellen taking selfies again and ordering <laughs> everyone pizza we get it so I like I do like the idea of a hostless Oscars, just because, yeah, like you sure. said, it's kind of a pointless job. But uh, I guess so. I guess kind of the other big stories, uh, just in general, I'd say for me, kind of going into it, we got a lot of big names, a lot of Hollywood heavy hitters, a lot of heat. It is a lot of celebrity names, names year, especially man. for me. I'd say in the best director category, but you get two of the greats of the of the generation for me and D-Boy over here, but mm-hmm. Tarantino and Scorsese going head-to-head in best director and best picture uh, as well, yeah. and just kind of looking at the stats uh, uh, unthinkably, uh, or just shockingly, I'll throw it over to Devin, but if I'm going to give you an over-under uh, amount of best director awards, Academy Awards for best director between Scorsese and Tarantino, potentially like the two great sure. directors of at least Tarantino, pretty much the '90s and beyond. Combined, Scorsese, obviously, combined total Oscars, best director. I would one between. I'm not even letting you answer. Oh, okay, I was gonna say three. <laughs> yeah, three. No, you would figure. I would have. I would have guessed fucking ten by yeah. Scorsese alone. You know what I mean? But no, one yeah. best uh, director, none for Tarantino. One? No, no, none for Tarantino. Yeah, but you said just one between the two. One of them? between the two of them. Scorsese won for The Departed, and then Tarantino has been nominated. I could have sworn I've seen Tarantino up there giving some crazy speeches. He's given speeches for – he's won for, like, screenplay awards and writing awards. Yeah, 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 you're right. But for Best Director – He's never won a. Uh, he's been nominated a couple times. I uh, I think like three or four nominations. Pulp Fiction. I think maybe crazy Django or Inglorious Bastards and more recent stuff. And now, uh, of course, from Once Upon a Time. And then Scorsese. I mean, I yeah, guess that's for sure. Kind of I like think that we've like known about Scorsese. Kind of like a like a, a crazy oddity that you've heard before. Yeah. That we probably talked about on the Irishman whole special. Uh, which, by the way, second <laughs> plug. But make sure you. But uh, uh, shockingly, you know, dating back to just all of the more classic work in the 70s. I mean, like off the top of my head, I mean, even like obviously you would think Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. You think, yeah, the the two from The Joker, the uh, Taxi Driver, (laughs) King of Comedy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe King of Comedy, like Gangs of New York was like a huge production, you would think. Uh, No, for sure. I'm trying to think which one. What was it for? What was he get the best director for? Uh, The Departed. The Departed. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great fucking movie, but like. But a Wolf of Wall Street, he's just been nominated so many times instead. Good, I'm glad he didn't win for Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, just, you know, even if, uh, just literally from the 70s to the, you know. Yeah, you would think more than one. Every handful of years, he's got one thrown in the mix. And Tarantino, none. I could have sworn he would have won for Pulp and Fiction. Tarantino, potentially are two. You throw the Coen brothers in there. You got, for me, like my three yeah. go-to guys for directors. Both of them, uh, 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 like I said, one win between them. Both nominated, however, 
some stiff competition in other great movies out there where I don't even necessarily know if they're going to win. Like, it's not even like they're the foregone conclusion. You know what I mean? But, of course, you got Sam Mendes for 1917, which, like, and again, uh, the way it works here on the special, if you're not familiar with the first couple, like Devin said, but we're going to kind of later on run through all of the movies specifically and give you some of the stuff. But uh, Sam Mendes, Todd Phillips from The Joker, and uh, Bong Joon-ho from Parasite all going against Scorsese and Tarantino. That's true. So tough competition for them, but definitely sentimental favorite as you'd love to see, for me at least, Tarantino finally getting his Yeah, I'm with you on that one, And I definitely feel Once Upon a Time probably his most, like, Oscar kind of movie that you'd figure, you know what I mean? Like, for a Tarantino movie. Let me throw you, like, a hot topic question. What would you say... Whose movies overall do you enjoy more? Would you be more of a Tarantino guy or more of a Scorsese guy? I will give you the caveat that both directors usually have a lot of white dudes saying the (laughs) N-word. I know, I was going to say. So much so that Scorsese even puts himself in that scene, much like a Tarantino (laughs) move. In Taxi Driver, Scorsese's in the backseat of just fucking ripping it off. And then again, you got to go Pulp Fiction with Tarantino. It was like, no, no, no. I wrote this part for me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) On film as no no OJ no Mark Furman situation here because they're fucking writer director and star of repeated uses of the N word, but uh, I don't know. With that aside, though, which movies do you uh, enjoy more? That's like uh, uh, my brother versus my sister kind of situation. You know what I mean? Real Sophie's choice. (laughs) Real Sophie's choice kind of, but. I mean, I don't know. I'd say probably you know you'd maybe have to go go Scorsese just from like ultimate watchability has got kind of more diverse catalogs where we got a bigger catalog dating all the way back to the 70s yeah I get that more of a wide ranging scope where it's just like you know what I mean after you watch Pulp Fiction you're gonna watch uh, Inglorious Bastards and then something else psychotic yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. All right, you know what I mean like do I ever do I ever get to just slow down and watch for a, sure uh, watch Jackie Brown <laughs> see because I would say Tarantino I think overall and I love like, Tarantino like his perhaps my, one his catalog's a little smaller so I've seen every Tarantino movie you know, there's okay, some crazy movies, like, movies that I've uh, gone through my fingers and that <laughs> I probably will never see. But there'll be some other Scorsese movies that you're like, wow, some I get to watch this Some fucking shitty U2 like, documentary that, uh, I'll never watch. <laughs> oh, well, actually, forget about it, because then you get all the music docs. <laughs> so you got to go Scorsese so you can get some uh, some last waltz in your life. But then as well, there's like that Paul Newman, Tom Cruise, Color of Money we found out was a Scorsese oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Like, there's that like Scorsese right. has all these. Like, when you do that's the deep dive, right. it's like Scorsese directed Star Wars. The Last Jedi was Spy Star- Kids? <laughs> yeah, like... But so I don't know, dude. You can't go wrong, I guess. And definitely, I'd say for heavy hitters, I'd say Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction and Reservoir Dogs are literally probably you know up there with Goodfellas as you know probably my, like no those could be my top three favorite movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got two of them. You know what I mean? So. Uh, uh, but overall, I'd say probably you got to go Scorsese. All right. But it's definitely – I definitely wouldn't choose Bong Joon-ho, <laughs> who very well could beat these two fuckers in the category. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And like you think of last year too, like Romo was the best foreign film and won best picture. You yeah. know what I mean? No, for sure. No, last year actually won. Romo didn't win. Uh, I think oh, did he, he win best director? He might have won best director. So yeah, in case yeah, of point yeah, of what we're sure, talking exactly. about. Because uh, uh, as we all remember, the, uh, the Green oh, Book. That's right. That was a little hot. <laughs> Thanks for yes, teaching right. me jazz, Dr. G. <laughs> this music's really funky that you guys are playing. 
another real quick, just kind of like director, super loaded category, most packed category. Best uh, sound mixing. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these movies got the. <laughs> they really sounded great this year. I gotta say, but uh, uh, I'd say uh, most stacked category this year, uh, uh, next to the sentimental favorites of the Oscars. But I'd say just the uh, the biggest names in the best supporting actor category all right as uh when you just look at the star power but first of all you got the big you got the three p's all right as you got pit pacino and pesci all right all right probably the big sentimental favorite as well uh tom hanks who somehow is the supporting actor <laughs> yeah. for mr robertson's neighborhood i guess a movie uh, but about really all the star you... one of the shithead kids that he's <laughs> yeah. touching who whom's live he's no, touched. I think like benjamin tiger or whatever one of the muppets in the back okay <laughs> <laughs> pretend land yeah, seriously Daniel Tiger the asshole best. that plays Elmo is the fucking lead <laughs> yeah. but uh, uh, so you get Tom Hanks as well as Sir Anthony Hopkins for two poops and again which... you would think he would be uh, again the, all the trailers it's all his stupid face all over the movie <laughs> yeah I mean I guess when there's only two of them who's to say which you know I, I haven't seen it I don't really know but you know uh, uh, one of them's gotta be uh, one of the big names if it wasn't Anthony Hopkins it'd be Jonathan Price but, I guess when uh, it's a movie called Two Poops you want to be number two. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I Thank guess you. Two poops really is the uh, the leading man. In, but uh, uh, just when you look at the names, super super stacked. Although you got to think heavy favorite in this. I one. mean Pacino, Pesci, and Pitt alone. It's right like there. a huge for like, sure. I mean Pesci. I guess you haven't seen Pesci's in a while, probably but... the sentimental favorite. I'd but say. Sure, but what have you seen Pacino nominated for an Oscar That's anytime true. soon? Heat? Pacino, the last not uh, Jack yeah. and Jill. No, I, I think the last nomination he might have had is all the way uh, he won for Scent of a Woman in '93. Hoorah! That's the last time he's won. I don't even know if he's been nominated honestly. Because what would it be? For not Heat. Heat? I would say Heat. I mean, I yeah. don't know. Was that a, that a nomination? It definitely wasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 collateral damage. The the third of the De Niro Pacino. I mean, I think Pacino should have been nominated. for... For heat for no other reason than you know it did she have a big fat ass <laughs> but uh yeah i mean so pacino definitely you're right De- if, if uh, uh definitely uh, uh less oscar pub than you would imagine all right but, same thing with brad pitt i was about to say brad pitt also you that he's not like really an oscar kind of guy but kind of man he would movies, seem but... like seven would seem like well actually he's terrible in seven but <laughs> he's had his season you know really fun great movie snatch one of my all-time faves yeah, snatch is a good Fight one. club one of my all-time faves i winning an oscar for oceans club, 13 so. <laughs> so yeah, now that's an Oscar. You know, I'm sure that's literally one sound mixing. But what about or like, like Meet Joe Black? You know what I mean? Like that movie, I'm sure he was nominated for and like didn't win. Yeah, there was true. like I'm sure a he's string. Had some, uh, some nominations. Dude, Anthony... he could have even been nominated for Ed Astra this year. He was good. You know what I mean? It's oh yeah, like, he's in great stuff all the time. He does a great job. Never gets any recognition. This year is not only nominated, but kind of the uh, really thought to be the heavy favorite. Definitely, first of all, from the movie, really deserves it. I would second yeah, of yeah, all yeah. one at the Globes. I think he's won like the other two awards at this point. Uh, if you want to throw that in there, but uh, definitely, just seemingly the most deserving. However, I mean, having seen most of those movies besides the Poops, I would say <laughs> uh, like Brad Pitt was the one that like leaving that movie was the most for just sure. like had me like jazzed up. Was, yeah, like, for sure, for sure. Fucking that guy was awesome in this flick. Like, no doubt. Pesci you might even and... think Pesci and Pacino kind of split the votes as well as we talked about. Pesci's playing same old Pesci. Yeah, Pesci. But just another. Like, but we argued. We say... talked about that because we argued that Pesci's kind of like. The older dog in this one, where he's still like the uh, 
the typical gangster calling the shots. Yeah, for but sure. he's not as like off his leash as he is in like Casino and yeah, Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, sure, this one, sure. he's more of like an old guy. Yeah, he's I mean, the one. He's, I mean, obviously they're all yeah, fucking guys. Sure. In that movie. <laughs> but I'd say he's the sentimental favorite, kind of just because of his real life age and health. It would be great to see yeah. him get. Pacino might have another one in him. Exactly. Where like this is Pesci for another thing in him. No, I don't. I'm calling it here. I'm calling that one a diamond in the rough. We had my hot take that last week that Birds of Prey is going to be the end of Margot Robbie. So get it while she's hot at this year's Oscar because all downhill from uh, all downhill from here. But you would think that this is Pesci's last chance to get a real moment of spotlight in front of Hollywood. So That's not like... would be a sentimental The last, next thing he's going to be uh, in the Oscars for is In Memoriam. <laughs> yes. Thank great you. Call, That's <laughs> But uh, I'd say that those right there are probably the two big you know categories that I'm personally going to be most interested in. As well as, of course, Best Picture, which is just an interesting kind of story of like big names. Oh, you would say that's the headliner every year yeah, would be the best sure. picture. <laughs> of course. But this year just being a little bit interesting that it's like, you know, Irishman and Once Upon a Time, just two huge movies with biggest stars in the world where the more, you know, the uh, and that's JoJo very true Rabbits too, man. and Parasites are really probably the, I'd say, more likely to win, I'd say, one of those. or Because I know. would agree with you that between the Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, were there any actors left? Like every, no, like sure. literally yeah, every call, actor. Is I mean, but they had to use Bobby Carnival twice. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was in Once Upon a Time, right? Like he had to be. He was. <laughs> but uh, and as well, kind of just when you look at the last bunch of Oscar winners, there usually there hasn't been a huge. You know, uh, major Hollywood, like big budget Hollywood star, you know, uh, picture like that that won the Oscars, I'd say, in a while. Maybe sure. Argo, maybe the last, like that was a big Ben Affleck movie, but the last couple, Green Book, Shape of Water. You know, Birdman a couple years ago. Yeah, like there hasn't. I guess been Birdman a big, had like, a decent amount of actors yeah, Birdman, in it, but I guess that's true. Still, it's, was like kind of came out of nowhere though. It was yeah, not it was like out a, of nowhere for yeah. sure. And Michael Keaton was kind of a revival in his career, and it definitely it was, was. Yeah, that was a big comeback. It wasn't, and like I get what you're saying. It was more of like an indie film for sure. because it wasn't, it wasn't once like upon a, a big, time in Hollywood for sure, you know exactly, I mean? like, or The Irishman for sure. For but you feel like The Irishman's whole gimmick though was like, look at the stars, like we got Kaitel, we got Pacino. We've talked about this on the special, like on our so Netflix and chat <laughs> episode, whatever the fuck it is. Third plug. <laughs> so, like, not to beat a dead horse and then chop its head off and put it in <laughs> someone's bed, but <laughs> or or make a painting of me on top of it <laughs> and then haunt Polly Walnuts with it. Of a <laughs> is that the fucking picture? <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, those two movies you like you said are huge star-studded casts, and then I guess they just got Scarlett Johansson for the other two. But how about let me throw you a, uh, a gambling term at you? I'm giving you, uh, I'm giving you Once Upon a Time, and I'm giving you The Irishman, or I'm giving you The Field. All right. Uh, uh, so what are you taking? You think that Irishman or Once Upon a Time is going to win for best or picture? You, for best picture, or do you feel it's going to be a Ford versus Ferrari, a JoJo Rabbit, a Joker, a Little Woman, a Marriage Story, a 1917, or a Parasite? I'm going to play you know, the like. Uh, is it going to be the field, or is it going to be the big one of these big, finally a huge, high budget, big star? 
you know, take over the world, Hollywood. With Let that. me keep on going. Please <laughs> finally answer so I can stop. Uh. No, 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 keep going. Two more. <laughs> um, I'm going to play the field, man. I'm going to take the field. Yeah. I do think uh, both of these movies are going to win awards. I don't think. Dan Mixon, what up? <laughs> I don't think either one's going to go home empty-handed, uh, but I don't think either of them are going to win Best Picture. Yeah. I'd probably go with you. Having as well. said that, in that in that same light, I wouldn't be like, "Oh no way!" If yeah, yeah. one of them do win, uh, I'd be that way. If one of them won, <laughs> The Irishman. <laughs> if one of them won, I'd be, uh, yeah. I'd be all right. Once Upon a Time is a great movie, but if they both won, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if they both win, <laughs> I'll be really. Fun. I'd be like that time where one of them uh, who's it. That uh, who's that old asshole that messed up the uh, the Oscar nominations? <laughs> and the winner is Gravity. Oh, you're right. You're no, right. You idiot, it's... Warren Beatty. <laughs> yeah, Warren, Beatty. <laughs> Warren Beatty. That fucking bitch pressured Warren Beatty into reading. Warren Remember Beatty. that old thing where she he read? Oh, dude, I think we slip. talked about it on like, maybe he... our first Oscar special. Yeah, yeah. But the whole thing was, yeah. And just his look. Of he confusion. was just like he was, yeah, just so not willing to say it in the one chair. Gravity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. No, La La he didn't want to say it. I think it was La La Land. Yeah. I think La La Land won. He's looking. He's like, and she's like, yeah, give me it, you moron. La La Land. He's like, no. <laughs> That's right, man. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. And then Steve but, Harvey did it so at I'm the- I'm hoping uh, that happens with the Irishman and uh, Once Upon a Time, and we can both get- we, we can get Just speak, so you can see the can congestion- out of both yeah. of them. <laughs> Just see the congestion of stars on the stage. Yeah, like, exactly, for sure. Watch Pesci freak out on somebody. <laughs> But uh, who the fuck I guess are with you? That, that would be a good time to kind of maybe get along into the next part of the show. First, maybe t- tell you how the rest of the big Oscar special is going to go. Uh, uh, those being the big stories, but forty minutes about best costume design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess later on in the show, me and Devin are going to close it by giving you the geeked up Oscar picks, and we're uh, uh, taking out and in lieu of costume design and sound mixing, we're throwing in our. Our inevitable geeked up twist with some special categories that don't get any shine by the Academy, but here oh, on the yeah. Geeked Up Show deserve some celebration. So definitely uh, uh, stay tuned for that a little bit later for the Geeked Up 20, 2019 awards ceremony. But I guess uh, leading up to that, we will kind of like go through the movies one by one that are like uh, uh, pretty much the ones that are the just nominated. best pictures. Yeah, yeah. We'll pretty much focus with the best picture movies. Because just so many of them, too, have so many other categories that For they sure. do cover also. No, you yeah. know, like, and really this year, there isn't a lot of movies that aren't on that list that have a lot of other representation for awards there's a handful of other movies that aren't nominated for best picture that have you know an actress or a director in there talking to you two popes (laughs) two poops yeah exactly (laughs) but uh uh, so if we stick with the movies from the best picture nomination list give Mm. you a rundown of those you'll pretty much have the geeked up feelings of oscar uh season 2019 oh yes that's right but we got to be a little honest here. We haven't made it out to see all of them. If you listen to the Netflix, <laughs> yeah, this and- is a special, but it's not that special. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to the Netflix <laughs> and all chat these movies, uh, podcast, you know that Liam's probably gone to the theater to see a little more than I have. <laughs> he is the uh, resident theater yes, guy. Yes, yes, they, uh, they, they, they don't sell that Chicago, uh, Chicago <laughs> pop style at home. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we're gonna kind of kick off the ones that we haven't seen, and I guess a little more in my book, but. I guess first one we should kick off, and I guess really the one that's only nominated for one thing is 
Ford v. Ferrari. Ford versus yeah, somehow buying its way into the big picture, yeah, well, uh, best picture list. Those Ford, despite Ver- Ford Ferrari guys, <laughs> really pushed for yeah, this one. But this is well another like real high budget movie as well. Uh, two huge names attached with Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Little surprised that neither one of those guys nominated. Neither for nominated this one as well. I would just like to point out, I was all ready to see, super excited for. If you recall, until I got shamed by Barnes over here. <laughs> <laughs> on like the the spring or the fall movie preview or whatever when this was coming out and you're like really dude that movie looks so stupid and I was like oh really yeah, I think I think so too it shamed me out of shamed me out of seeing it now it's a fucking goddamn Oscar uh, and I stand by it I think this one is one of the ones I'm most shocked to see on the list and I think yeah. most people are too because there's literally no other besides like maybe some of the bullshit ones but like yeah. no other big categories this one was nominated no, for, for. Sure. no is, best yeah, actors sure. no Damon no Christian Bale no doubt no yeah. uh, best director no best director which is a huge you know huge sign I mean I guess it is just like a, a pretty feel good story I suppose people can get behind I guess that movie looks you know so I mean? stupid but, to me <laughs> I feel like I'm I glad like it looked cool in terms of like an in theater experience bigger than life kind of race scenes however that's not exactly what the Academy I'll go see Gone in 60 respect. Seconds when they yeah, re-release exactly. it. Like a good, I was thinking more like Thunder Days with Tom Cruise. At its yeah. best, it would have been Thunder Days with Tom Cruise. But <laughs> fuck, I want well, Ricky Bobby again, man. That movie's got some great... Well, it killed it. Yeah. And finally, you know, some Oscar from, from recognition from the Academy <laughs> for Ricky Bobby. So Ford versus Ferrari is one we haven't seen. That's one we haven't seen. Uh, another one I shamed Liam for off mic for not going to see <laughs> has to be Little Women. <laughs> now, see, this one I do intend to see, just ran out of time, but much like the favorite from last year. By the way, if you thought that the favorite joke didn't make any sense last year, try bringing up to somebody this year about the favorite last year, and they have no idea. What it... No, no, no. Oh, the favorite. Yes. Yeah. that's No, it was spelled weird. I'm yeah, fucking saying it the way exactly. it's spelled. Last year, it made a little more of the wacky, and still people didn't get it. With the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you thought I was an asshole last year, but uh, much like the favorite, looks like a boring period piece about mm-hmm. a couple of uh, old English chicks, stuffy English chicks. Yeah. However, this one apparently... <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Well, the other thing, too, is uh, to fall in your I'm not a big reader bro yes, exactly. category is it is a book that, like, people know. And fucking, I remember this. People, not me. I remember, <laughs> not me, baby. It's, uh, I no remember spoilers this movie here. when it came out in, like, 96 or whatever with Winona Ryder. Say, is there already another movie? I'm pretty I sure. I saw this one the first time with Winona Ryder. Did I'm pretty I sure Christian Bale was in it, too. <laughs> yeah. A young Christian Bale. But uh, I do intend to see it. I hear it's much funnier. Search and Ronan is like, you know, great whenever she's in. And she's like, yeah, I'm you sure know, seems to I'm be. I'm sure it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, the favorite. Never saw it. Was killer. I stuck I to my guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the favorite was worthwhile. Uh, so the Little Women, Little Women Who Knows, Rave Reviews, Search and Ronan, uh, who, Emma Stone, I believe. Or? Not Emma Stone. Uh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Hermione Granger herself. Okay. The Harry as Potter well movie. as uh, Florence Pugh, I believe. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. So best actress is uh Sorcery Ronan and then best supporting <laughs> Just spell is, it phonetically, bro. It's Irish. That's is, all you uh, <laughs> Best supporting actress is hilarious named Florence Pugh. Um it's also the best picture like we said. This is uh, I guess one that kind of falls in the category of the big news in the fact that uh Greta Gerwig 
didn't okay, get yes. uh, nominated for Best Huge Director. Snubsky for Greta Gerwig. And Gerwin. a lot of people were just like, of another course. year of white male directors. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, in all honesty, though, we, they could have squeezed her in for Best Director, I'd feel... I felt... Uh, Who would you knock off the list? Then? And again, I didn't see this. <laughs> so okay. I have no idea if she directed good. But you would but think they would. Who would you then knock off the list? Necessarily Because I would say uh, Todd Phillips. Knock him off the list for The Joker. Okay, yeah, I feel like absolutely. The Joker can stand on... I could have directed, directed that movie. No, for sure. Well, first of all, I mean, we'll get into it later, but you have Scorsese for The Irishman, like you said, Todd Phillips, San Mendez for 1917, which is great, Tarantino for Once Upon a Time... In Hollywood, and then Parasite with Bong Joon, who yeah. definitely I would mean, replace... he had to be the one to direct it. <laughs> no one else could have directed it. Yeah, d- uh, definitely would replace uh, Greta Gerwig, but just in general, that was a big story, and will give uh, Little Women a little bit more attention, I'd say. Would that be the first time a woman actually has won Best, uh, uh, best Picture? Has a woman director... Yeah, Does Sophia Coppola ever won an Oscar, like or... Lost in Translation, Sophia Coppola oh, directed, and I'm pretty call. sure she run for that... And, Bill uh, Murray classic. Bill Murray at his finest. Both names are escaping me right now. And then what was her other movie? Was what Lady Bird or what was the other? No, movie Lady Bird was Greta. Was the yeah, lady, yeah. lady that, that got snubbed. Uh, and Lady Bird was a, she was nominated for best director. Yes, yeah, so that. that was a, a nominated movie at least. Correct. Anyway, but yeah, you already got, don't be greedy. <laughs> <laughs> you already got one touch. Scorsese and Tarantino got fucking nothing. All right. <laughs> but I but I could it. say with all that buzz, and I'm not picking my uh, best picture, but. I would say with all that best director snub and like kind of like what a big news it was, I could see Little Women maybe taking the award for yep. that alone just so she can go up there and say her piece. <laughs> like, you fucking pieces, white yeah. male pieces of shit. Yeah, I mean, hey. You, uh, I'm just saying, I know how these things like work. Like I said, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wide open field, I'd say, for the, for the best pick. So who knows? And I guess the next one we haven't seen, uh, at least especially in the theaters, is because it is our own Netflix original marriage story that neither of us has watched yet. Yes. Mainly because... And we haven't watched because we're going to be watching it in a couple of... Uh, next episode. Yeah, the next episode of... Uh, the Netflix and Chat spinoff. It's kind because of our I'm first crossover episode. <laughs> it's the Oscar-nominated film. Yeah, we want to watch because exactly we want to see if it wins before I actually watch. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not putting in the HDMI unless it wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this thing doesn't win. It doesn't take on Best That's Picture. Right. I'm I want to see the, the tragedy divorce in high def. <laughs> yeah, this one was uh, definitely the movie that if we did not, if we were not watching it for Netflix and Chat being this year's Netflix and Chat nominee, okay. We're gonna watch it this would definitely be the one movie that i would not watch in this year's field i was gonna watch this one anyway (laughs) this is my little women as a child of divorce (laughs) yeah yeah, plus as a fan of the movie kramer versus kramer it seems like it's gonna be pretty accurate yeah no i mean it's just like a movie about a bad relationship and like shitty childhood it's just like you know i've got a uh, i'd I'd, I'd stick with two poops you know what i mean (laughs) like give me anthony that's a whole different uh, hopkins and Jonathan Price. Uh, That's a whole different bad relationship <laughs> with a kid involved. <laughs> yeah, for real, I guess. Get those but poops out of there. Just in general, you know what I mean? That would probably be the uh, the least out of the nine in the field. That would be the one that I would uh, be least inclined to watch. Okay. However, Netflix and Chad, we're going to be watching it as well. Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, two great actors. And a lot, of, um, a lot of awards in this one, too. It's not just Best Picture. It is best uh, best actor or lead actor in a movie yep. with, with uh, Kylo Ren. <laughs> it is uh, 
best lead actress in a movie with Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, and best supporting actress with the uh, the lady from uh, the second Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the, one with the purple hair favorites. that gets blown up. <laughs> no, but uh, Adam Driver, uh, Scarlett Johansson, and Laura Dern, boo, <laughs> uh, all nominated in this picture. So yeah, a sure. lot of acting roles. No best director or anything so like big that. Big acting performances, and it seems like the kind of movie that would need to be carried by acting performances. Uh, 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 it looks like it's going to be a real slow-paced drama. And for sure, and that's however. kind of why I do want to see this movie, too, on top of it, is I do like movies where it is just straight-up acting. For all of the uh, movies I usually watch, <laughs> which you, when we get a little more into which ones I have seen on this list, you'll be like, all right, this totally tracks for Geeked Up yeah, Devin. Yeah. But I do like well, movies that every now and then where it's just straight acting. For sure. like, well, I'll give you a little spoiler, a little foreshadowing. That might play... Effect in what you and what I feel your best picture uh, pick is going to be later on. All right, because I feel one of these movies really dominated by the acting more so than others. I'd say, but okay, we'll get into that. I guess as we go through the rest of these movies that we have seen. Correct. I guess uh, uh, going from one Netflix and chat episode uh, of the Marriage Story to come to another Netflix and chat episode that's already gone down, (laughs) (laughs) and check out. Episode thirteen, Netflix and Chad, a two-parter. That's right. So, so we're not gonna we're gonna spare you some of our breakdown for this one because we've already done it over two different parts <laughs> yeah. of an episode. Yeah. Uh, we got our impressions, our theories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. our, uh, I gave you my De Niro face for close yeah, to three yeah. hours. You mean this face? Yeah, now, this face man, now my cheeks right now? are sore. So <laughs> my doctor told me to not do that anymore. I think I can do one more of these, though, for you. Oh, that's a good impression. That's a... Uh... This that was good, Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll start with The Irishman, really one of the biggest movie stories of the year. And just like me and Devin were saying, respected by the Academy, but really more of a fun, Scorsese, high budget. For sure. Every actor Everyone's under the cha, sun. Everyone's cha-cha-cha having a good time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's exactly uh, what you'd expect from like a uh, gangster Scorsese movie. And again, not to break it down too much, but again, it is the big, the whole sell. It's the big three. The whole sell on it was exactly sure. that. It's like look of all the actors that have worked Pacino with Scorsese and, Pesci and De Niro all together at last. And as we discussed, uh, really uh, shocking. No. Uh, DiCaprio cameo in this movie yes. just as, as much as he's worked with Scorsese <laughs> in like the past no, sure. Shutter Island um, sure, sure. The Departed <laughs> you know uh, no, Gangs of well, New York course, like he's, he's the new we gave, like, you the, we gave you the whole Leo rundown uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on part one of the episode that's true where your theory was it was Netflix so they didn't get uh, DiCaprio because it was a Netflix that's true that's true <laughs> that was your theory at the time but uh, uh, yeah no definitely it was like an it was an homage to everybody's Scorsese and also, no Leota was the other big. Uh, no Leota was the big <laughs> one. The other big one. And but. the look on my face too is a realization that this is not the first time I have thrown that DiCaprio theory <laughs> out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and again, I maybe will, I'll listen back I, to I episode, episode thirteen. Devin, episode <laughs> yeah. thirteen. Yeah, check it out. I'll check but, that one out. Uh, ultimately, what were your thoughts and feelings of the Irishman? 
Check out episode 13 <laughs> for my thoughts and feelings. I will say, though, the big thing, just since we're running through the awards on this, the, I think the big thing on this is uh, no lead actor nomination in this one. That's true. De Niro kind of left out in the cold, and Pacino and Pesci both for uh, supporting, supporting actors. Supporting actors, yeah, exactly. And uh, So definitely, and we just kind of got into that a little bit earlier. I think Pe- Pe- uh, Pesci probably the sentimental favorite. However, I did say even on that episode, I felt that Pacino really, in my book, stood out amongst those three for his performance really kind Agreed. of just like being something A, just the best Pacino by far since Heat yeah. by bar none uh, and uh, really kind of just a little bit more different than his past characters where Pacino and uh, Pesci and De Niro let's face it were just you know good fellas but Casino but 20 years old, uh, later uh, Pacino was, you know, the charismatic Jimmy Hoffa, so the over-top Pacino kind of work. Absolutely. I felt like De Niro was just playing a De Niro. You know, he uh, kind of talking about how Joe Pesci is older now, is kind of like the older dog now off his leash. De Niro always acted like an old man even when he was young. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He was never like really wild and crazy. Yeah, he's, very, he's very Ace Rothstein even, in exactly, this. Exactly. <laughs> like, even when he's crazy, he's still just kind of like, Okay, I'm gonna do something crazy. <laughs> Wake a lot of people. You yeah, know. yeah, exactly. So I get things. it. I wouldn't call it a snub. I think it's kind of surprising, no, sure. but I wouldn't say. No, absolutely. I think it's rightfully so. In terms so. of the movie, felt it was okay. You know, like I said at the time, I'd say ultimately my number one prevailing thought. I'd say probably 45 minutes to an hour too long to be great. Yeah, where it was like three and a half hours. If it was two and a half, two four, it just wasn't good enough to be a three and a half hour movie. I felt. Yeah, it so was, that really it was a lot that could have been cut out. You know. No, it makes sense. And again, we talked about the editing of it too. You could have edited out forty. For sure. I could forty-five minutes. I could rattle off right no, now that sure, you could edit sure. it out. And that definitely was the uh, I the think what separated <laughs> it. Uh, that maybe is what keeps Scorsese from getting that Academy Award. To be perfectly honest, but. Yes. Uh, again, listen back for the rest of our thoughts on The Irishman. On episode 13. <laughs> and I guess and for... lots of hilarious impressions, as Devin says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for no other reason. On, on back-to-back episodes, we did The Ridiculous Six and, uh, and The Irishman, so my, and my throat is still recovering <laughs> yeah. from the... We'll try and talk in our normal voices for the rest of this. Until but I get to Parasite. Going... Which... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We talked about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, Especially with what you're wearing. <laughs> But uh, I guess from going from one movie where the ending could have been edited out to another movie where the ending was pretty much the best 15 minutes of the whole <laughs> flick was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I joke yes. around about that because I fucking love this movie. All for sure. Three hours for sure. And again, another movie that was super long. And again, really the other uh, huge, big Bigger than life, superstars abound, huge cast. Yeah, the cast itself is for uh, sure. It's crazy in this one. I mean, yeah, not even the two leads, but it's all like Al Pacino again. No, for sure, yeah, more Pacino uh, for sure. Margot Robbie, uh, yeah, Bullock. What what is uh, Jason Priestley's last movie? Like, there's so many like side actors that are just in it. Ethan Hawke's daughter uh, crushed it. Maya Hawke was great in it, (laughs) as well as Uma Thurman's daughter as well crushed it. (laughs) They both did a great job. Yeah, yeah, they were killing it. But although the one from Stranger Things though was uh, the absolute best, (laughs) but this movie is again another one with a. 
ton of uh, ton of awards, not just Best Picture, of course. Yep. But this one, of course, is uh, Big QT himself for Best Director. As we talked about earlier, QT's nominated, uh, and, and, and we'll all be hoping for him, but we'll see what I'll happens. I'll be rooting hard for at least Best Director. For a really weird speech where hopefully he sticks with the trend of not using the N-word. Because <laughs> nobody needs that in our... Uh, I, I don't want to have to throw away my... I don't have to throw away my box yeah. set. Yeah. <laughs> when the now, script, it was on the uh, prompt. <laughs> and now here's another one, too, that I think we've talked about it before on the show, but we, I know we definitely talked about it after we saw the movie, but best lead and best supporting in this, you really had to, like, flip the coin and, like, see. Yeah. Because you got to say Leo and Brad Pitt both pretty For much sure. have 50-50 screen no time yeah, in this yeah. film. I guess you really could have gone either way. I mean, I kind of really did feel the story was more about – Brad Pitt's character throughout the movie, even though he was kind of Leo's right-hand man. Yeah. Like, Leo was the star in the movie world. I felt like the film we were watching was more about Brad Pitt, in essence. For sure. However, either or, both performances were great. If, you know, Leo was the supporting actor, I wouldn't have thought it was crazy, but I would have thought he was, you know, an amazing runaway yeah. favorite for that and category. And I think in the end, it kind of makes sense. I think even we fell on that, too, that Leo would have to be the best lead in this one. For sure. Brad Pitt being And he was amazing as he, you know... Uh, uh, as, he, as he usually is, in all honesty. But another great performance by Leo. Uh, would not be surprised to see him uh, take home that uh, uh, best actor nom- uh, best actor award. If it wasn't, however, for Joaquim, who I think is probably going to take that. We'll get into that in a minute or two. But for sure, and great I- performance by Leo. When we, when we walked out of the movie, seeing it over the summer, having not yet seen the Joker in the fall, I thought for sure that uh, I think my you know one of my first thoughts was that one of those two dudes is going to win an Oscar, potentially both. For you know? sure, and exactly. I thought Leo. I think I might have even said at the time I thought Leo was really like. And I think Leo too. Uh, you know, he was a big story a couple years ago. How he's never won an Oscar for everything he's been in, and he finally oh, that's won. Right. For, for the Remnant, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I'm I glad he's got an award, and I think Remnant was great. But I think, and again, I kind of agree with you on the fact that Walking Phoenix kind of looks like the fan favorite here. Yeah, but I would say Leo deserves the best Oscar more for this than he did for the Revenant. If that makes any Ooh, sense, interesting. And I kind of love the Revenant. The yeah, Revenant. What am I was, saying? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, thought he was amazing in that. This was the movie, by the way, that I was just uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, teased a couple minutes ago when I said that you might pick this for your best Oscar pick because mm-hmm. I really felt this movie so dominated by the acting performances. And that's the point I was going to make too. Of, is uh, of Leo and Pitt. That it was really the lead story 100%, was the acting. Dude. And that's kind of was my other big takeaway from the movie at the time. And we also did break this one down on a Geeked Up episode. We did. But my big takeaway at the time was kind of just that it was a very un-Tarantino movie in some ways because it was so much about the acting performances mm-hmm. and not like over-the-top crazy subject matter until the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, just in general, it was a very just, you know, intense, slow-paced drama really carried by two great actors you know for sure and i guess saying that too is brad pitt did end up getting uh nominated for best supporting and this one i think is he is the this fan one favorite looks, yeah. yeah much like joaquin <clears throat> for the uh, uh joker it's just kind of the uh the 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 odds on in vegas anyway are looking like pitt 
For is, sure. Uh, the a real heavy favorite to take home the best supporting actor. And he really won the Globe. He won it. the SAG Award uh, for and it. And we did mention all the other great actors he's nominated against with Pecci and Pacino, mm-hmm. who are great sentimental favorites. Then, of course, Tom Hanks. Anthony and Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. But I really do wish those two movies we haven't seen, and they're great actors, so who knows. But I do feel Pitt is uh, – this is Pitt's year Could you finally see bust the out Tom Hanks Hanker. upset maybe? I could definitely see it. That would be so. fucking brutal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. Would he use that uh, same goofy? When fun? Brad, when Brad Pitt was winning the Golden Globe, Tom Hanks was winning the Man of the Year. Exactly, exactly. the Golden Globes or whatever the fucking stupid award they gave him. But, uh, uh, but ultimately, this is is my like we mentioned at least for. Quentin Tarantino personally mm. my uh, sentimental favorite and really just in the fact uh, to see a Tarantino movie win a best picture like I said just in terms of his movies usually being so far like like Django Unchained isn't going to win an Oscar you know what I sure, mean yeah, I feel like this one might so it's really and, and Tarantino as well saying he uh, plans on only directing one more movie who knows what kind of weird mind fuck that might turn out to be people so are predicting really a Star Trek his, movie <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true so this might be Tarantino's last chance to put that on his resume. So for me, being a huge Tarantino fan for my whole life, uh, definitely a sentimental favorite there. For sure. Agreed. And a very worthy movie. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Would walk out. Wouldn't be an upset for at sure, all. For sure. I had Rudy's dad in a heartbeat, however. <laughs> Netflix couldn't Netflix get the really rights. Netflix really dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> yeah, they fucking sure. spent the uh, load of the cash on the Irishman. <laughs> I know, for real. And then uh, whatever was left on the two poops. <laughs> um, I guess well, something kind of worth noting in this one, too, is uh, Margot Robbie, no supporting or lead actress nominee. Good call. I would say supporting, at least. And she's the only one that's left off the list because Tarantino's nominated, actors, supporting, yeah, sure. and then nothing from the ladies, so... And you I would, thought she did was was you know great in the movie. Uh, the only thing I would argue is why it's not a total snub is because um, she's already nominated uh, yeah, <laughs> and eighty other things. But the other thing too is that watching it, she's not in it that much. You yeah. know what I mean? Her total screen time in that flick might be like fifteen minutes yeah, tops. Yeah. You know, it's no for sure. Basically, the two of them. Every yeah, scene. Yeah. No, that's true. They really do carry the movie, and she's, she's in the foreground to like let you know what the backdrop of it is. Yeah, like, yeah. this no, is what true. is happening, it's and really these are the two dopes working around it. Exactly. So I don't think it's that crazy that she wasn't nominated for that one at least. Yeah, no, that's true. And then I guess bringing up that then is another one we both saw, and we you've talked about it enough as we think best actor another one we saw together as well as a matter of fact correct oh no I saw this actually I saw this one with Accountant Mike rather okay I saw this one at an <laughs> iPick theater Mike from uh, the Seinfeld trivia contest of I course. saw this one at a iPick theater where they give you the uh, blanket and pillow and like the stretching out okay, warm nice. chairs oh wow and then the you hit blanket and all yeah for sure oh is that what the iPick theater is I see that uh... and then you hit a button and the waiter will come out and take your order okay, so okay. I was drinking red wine by the time I walked out out of this fucking flick with all, fucking watching this movie in the dark and drinking red wine people thought I was some fucking joker maniac with all like my bright red lips yeah, and the fucking like, smears going up my cheeks face and, and laughing my ass off because I'm wine drunk because I just drank a bottle of Cabernet <laughs> but of course I'm talking about the joker <laughs> yeah and uh, this one's got a few uh, a few I guess a couple others than just the best picture but tons of nomination and personally shocked I guess uh, we could have talked about it earlier. I guess, but one of my big shocks of the Oscars in general is how much love the Joker got through various nominations. I have I'd a say. theory about this too. Don't you kind of think it on me. this is a uh, 
post Heath Ledger where there's kind of like I mean symbols into that where they're just like just what still just the love of the Joker and the obsession with the for Joker for sure yeah. man because Heath Ledger I mean, won for I mean, that's why they keep on making stupid Joker movies for right sure. Jared Leto really <laughs> dropped the ball as we predicted <laughs> yeah, I know seriously heard it here f- first fucking yeah. Mark from Home Improvement <laughs> versus Batman <laughs> fucking was uh, <laughs> the older years of <laughs> uh, but yeah no he was terrible and then as well just yeah you're right I just feel the whole Joker another disturbed Joker movie just like can we just let the Heath Ledger Joker breathe for fucking two minutes before we have to redo it again for sure and I guess this one too was even more kind of bonkers because it wasn't a Batman movie it was just like unquote you're supposed to feel (laughs) bad like you're supposed to be on the Joker's side no for sure and this is another one that me and Devin broke down gave you a a breakdown on one of our winter pre on one of our you know geeked up shows however just to catch up uh, I gave it a hated it (laughs) yeah hated it and I think I was right there too (laughs) yeah for sure but just in general uh, a lot of things really bothered me with it Uh, A I guess just what Devin brought up the fact that it was so as not being a Batman movie, unquote, but yet he goes, uh, he literally goes and, you know, has a personal encounter with a young Bruce Wayne, sure. and then murders his parents yeah. while he's standing in the stupid alley, and then you get the balls to tell me it's not a, a Batman movie? Yeah, that was literally a Batman <laughs> origin story. Yeah, but uh, as well, it just really, uh, I had a big problem with the fact that, and it was self-admittedly an homage to Scorsese, Yeah, and he, you know, uh, uh, admittedly, uh, was influenced uh, straight up hacked in yeah other because words. that was the whole thing too is like I thought it was totally produced by Scorsese sure. and then I found out and he had was not nothing even, to fucking but, do yes, with that it confusing. but uh, and that was really kind of just you know I feel a little bit you know you're treading on water in 20 in the year 2020 when you know 90% of your viewers that are going to see your movie haven't seen Taxi Driver King of Comedy you're kind of pulling the wool over their eyes yeah but like totally ripping those two movies off and then getting the best director critic, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So that was just kind of, you know what I mean? And this is one of those uh, directors, too, because it it's Todd Phillips, so he's not yep. even, like, a major, I don't want to, like, dog him, but he's not, like, a majorly, like, respected director. He's, like, he directed the Hangover movies <laughs> and fucking... The Hangover movies, <laughs> but yeah, no. Todd Phillips not a you know uh, comic booky movie kind of guy. So yeah, he was trying, or to even like a dark some, movie kind of yeah, guy. Sure, yeah. So he's even going for something. And else was that there, their thinking? Is like we'll get a comic a director to uh, <laughs> direct the Joker. The Joker likes to tell jokes. Yeah. But I feel at the time, like we said, uh, so the the whole Joker angle had a lot to do with uh, me not liking it. At the time, I felt it would have been much better if it was just labeled and branded, uh, as I called it, uh, a Joe, the Pavarotti, the Joe Davola, the crazy clown story. And it was just a story of like a demented, tragic clown that yeah. was a little bit off. It would have been a lot better I'm on board than with like that. an actual Joker movie as well if you literally didn't have him holding up the Tonight Show while like a comedy at the end. Really, I would have felt it was a lot less influenced by King of Comedy and a lot more straight up hacked. Yeah, and when know? can exactly that point? And when can you stop saying it was influenced by a movie and not just being like, "Oh, I copied that movie, <laughs> yeah. threw a little Taxi Driver in there," but yeah. it's basically King of Comedy. Yeah, all to sure. the point of like imaginary friends and fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you said, going to the Tonight Show and De Niro and you know fucking like being, score, being the Tonight Show like host. A very obscure. Rupert Pumpkin himself is fucking in the <laughs> yeah. movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
So and then to snub again, De Niro. By the way, no best supporting actor. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Good call. Good call. And then to brand it as like a non-comic. But this isn't one of these. You know, it was like a comic book movie for people that thought they were too good for comic book movies, but didn't want to go see Parasite because the Joker wasn't in it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like. No, you're right. This is the comic comic book movie for everyone that like dogs the Avengers movies. Sure. I don't watch those movies. Loved the Joker. <laughs> exactly. It's like fuck <laughs> yeah, you. For sure. I will say though, uh, you know, joking around about De Niro getting snubbed, I would say that Zazie Beetz got snubbed Great for uh, one best name category, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll bring that up later in the Geeked Up Awards. But uh, back, yeah. and last year it went to uh, uh, Rami Malek. I think was my hilarious <laughs> yeah. name of the. But, but this uh, year, definitely uh, big snub to Zazie Beats for best supporting actress. I thought she was great in it, just was, having to sure. uh, play against this fucking uh, psycho idiot. Yeah, no, definitely. And like but trying no to play it so straight, but she was really good in it, man. Like you felt for this chick in the movie, especially in a, in like, a, a storyline that was so poorly executed. At the end, when they gave the big reveal that she was imaginary, I yeah. didn't even know she was supposed to be fake. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that she was supposed. I thought that we all knew she was. Yeah, uh, I was like, del- did nobody not pick up on <laughs> yeah. that? No, this chick was on a date <laughs> with a fucking exactly. psychopath. Was anybody laughing at the at sixth this- sense moment? Yeah, Kaiser Sose, fuck. Although she was. Wasn't there some guy at an open mic once that brought a Tinder date to the open mic to do watch him do like three yes. minutes of comedy? I think you're right, dude. What is that guy up to? <laughs> Guarantee he's the one that shoots Jimmy Fallon. In the That's life. a good call. I think he might have been at the bar afterwards, and they like came in and like that's what they did that night. They like she took him. Yeah, he took her to her. Took her to my open mic. <laughs> What a fucking bold yeah, move. Fucking baller, <laughs> like, dude. I hope he... <laughs> but, uh, so that was the cat. I guess I'll just go over that again. The best picture, best director, and best actor, best lead actor were the, uh, cat nominations for The Joker. Yeah, as well as a lot of the other award, you know, uh, other awards throughout the line. Like, those are the big awards that me and Devin focus on, but The Joker got a lot of, you know, mm. just love in general. And I guess the... I'm going to say for me, the buck stops there. Those are the last of the movies I've personally seen. <laughs> So I guess, uh, but I've read enough IMDb spoilers <laughs> to uh, know enough about these. I can still hang for a couple more. I'd say. Uh, I would say the next one we should talk about then is we've had enough of these movies with letters in them. Let's go for a basic <laughs> numerical 1917. <laughs> Sorry, you... not much of a not much of a math student, bro. <laughs> really, not uh, much of a counter, bro. <laughs> not much of a counter, bro. <laughs> but 1917. After 1916, I was really all fucked up. <laughs> I'm, and, t- uh... I'm tapped out. <laughs> There's a sequel. <laughs> but 1917 nominated for, and I kind of feel like this one came out of uh, not nowhere necessarily, but really, I think I mean, it, it was a late release. Barely made the it cut. Like, it right just around, came out. For sure. It came out right after Christmas, uh, right around Christmas, which I think the rule is you need to be released for one week of the year. So if you're not released before Christmas, got you. You're, you're, Jesus is cutting you're compl- off. <laughs> it's exactly. kind of my time now, guys. Uh, I'm sharing the spotlight with you, Sam Mendes. But luckily, we got to celebrate our uh, Jesus' birthday with 1917. <laughs> That's right. Uh, because of that. What says Christmas so. more than a <laughs> gruesome one take war? Well, for movie. me, it was Uncut Gems. Yeah. And I guess we'll get into that later. But but uh, but uh, 1917 again. Even like when the Globes, it was like winning awards at the Globes. I was like, is this movie even fucking out yet? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. 
but uh, uh, was a very, very solid movie. It was really just a straight-up, like, two-hour action war scene, kind of, though. Reminded me a lot of the uh, Wahlberg movie, Soul Survivor, Lone Survivor. Okay, sure. You know, where they're, like, in that movie, they're just going up the hill in Afghanistan. Like, the whole movie is a big firefight. This movie, they're kind of, like, going... Shoot him in the knees. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This movie, they're, you know, going... Uh, from one location to another, and along the way, they just like encounter all so- all sorts of war obstacles. You know what I mean? It kind of has that guns, Saving Private Ryan lines. feel, where they're like, "All right, we got to go." I think this one is that they go warn him about an ambush, but his brother exactly could be in that ambush. Sure, saving Private sure. Ryan, the same so thing. That's, like, they, that's laid down literally the first ten minutes. They get brought into the general's office. Like, if you don't succeed, your brother's gonna be you know down this. And then they've got it. Then it's just like it literally kind of turns in to like. A professional wrestling match where the story is told like through the action, and there's body slams, and this guy's getting really hurt, and now he's got to come back around. And it's like that's the uh, ultimately the movie. There's no other. So kind of by the end, you're looking for a little bit of a plot development. You know what I Sounds mean? Sounds like Bad Boys like, Two. To be honest, man. I mean okay. it's uh, Bad Boys Two, all action. but eighty years earlier. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. So instead of Ferraris, horses. Exactly. Got exactly. it. Exactly. They're fresh <laughs> off the horses, but which uh, uh, is a cool part of this movie that it is a World War One movie, in all honesty. So they really are like straight out of horse cavalry battle. So you're yeah. ahead of like it's real primitive. So there's fucking like knife fights and shit. Yeah, going World down. War Two gets enough of this fucking <laughs> attention. All right. Yeah. No, it's true. It is like a very rare World War One movie. But in general, uh, it's a very, you know, intense I mean, action in the title. movie. Uh, but uh, uh, the other real headliner of this movie, I'd say, was the fact that it's pretty much exclusively shot in long series of like one shots yeah it's like five or six like different real long one shot sequence that blend together through like camera tricks well it'll like be you know a one shot through a dark place so it'd be like a logical point to cut the camera but there's pretty much like you know you it starts it's very bird you are just like going forward until the uh, you know what I mean time uh, time yeah. uh, eclipses so those credits are rolling baby <laughs> exactly yeah. so really really well shot and a super cool you know filmmaking from that standpoint and just like from the there's these huge scenes with all sorts of people how the fuck are they doing it in one take all the time you know what I mean so there's lots of that uh, that's very interesting the movie is very intense however little bit if, if you're not down with like a, a straight up war action movie not gonna be your cup of tea yeah and nothing else for you but in also that's what you get for going to see this movie <laughs> if you're not a big yeah, war yeah no, that's true but, but in I terms guess, of being like a well-rounded Oscar movie, I don't know if you're just going to give uh, just like a straight action sequence the best picture. The best picture, sure. It's not really, you know. But what about best director? Because Sam Mendes, for the, sure. the other thing this was uh, nominated for was best director by Sam Mendes. Really surprised. And I feel like, yes, I'm sorry, go ahead. That would personally take like a movie like this, as you explained it, like the long take. For sure. That takes a director's touch. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like that's not uh, Definitely. a normal Sam way Mendes you would do a horror has, movie uh, like that. One, I guess, I think American Beauty won an Oscar, if yeah. I recall. One of my favorite movies until the lead got canceled. <laughs> what, American Beauty? Yeah, I love American Beauty. And yeah, then yeah. you can't really watch it in the same lens with Kevin Spacey uh, 
becoming like a kind of a creep in this movie. <laughs> the, it hits a little too close no, to the old space sure. case. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, and then as well as another great movie or you know another more recent movie of his was Jarhead though, yeah. which was like a more contemporary war movie. And I gave you my uh, in Netflix and chat my feelings on the Brad Pitt movie that I'm not I, I can't really get into the contemporary war movies as much. So I don't even think I ever saw Jarhead. Jarhead is I interesting just, in the fact that it's another kind of war movie like this but instead of being like a long action uh like a long one take action movie jarhead really they don't think they ever get into combat once in the movie the movie is really about like the the training of the marines or the life inside of like training these marines in boot camp camp and like them being the titular jarhead of just like being ready to go fucking shoot some fucking i gotcha see i did yeah i did not. thank you for cutting me off there (laughs) i almost quoted the movie (laughs) but i uh and i almost got canceled i uh especially with what i'm wearing (laughs) we can't get away but uh so i did not see jarhead this one being a war that happened a hundred years ago a little feel a little bit more no comfortable problem. getting yeah. my popcorn and digging in uh but ultimately really enjoyed it however uh, and sam mendez definitely feel like you're onto something there for best director total total possibility yeah I could like say- we said i'd say uh a really you know uh like we said uh with tarantino and scorsese out there kind of sentimental favorites really could see sam mendez winning yeah for, for best, best director. director as well i felt really surprised that the one kid was not uh, nominated for Best Actor. I mean, I guess, you know, there's yeah, only so many people you could put in. But... Anybody really, like, and again, not to take away from, like, what he did, but couldn't anybody really just kind of run around and, like, breathe heavy <laughs> in front of the camera yeah. and, like... I mean, that's true. I guess there's a little shoot bit more Shoot a gun and look there's, scared. You know, there's two of them, uh, foremost of it. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a lot of uh, uh, back-and-forth dialogue for 70% of the movie <laughs> yeah. until one of them bites it. Oh, boy. But, <laughs> but uh... uh I guess you're right there. However, it is one of those movies where the one kid is literally in every goddamn scene. You know what I mean? And he's mm-hmm. running around, and his hand gets blown off. He fucking hanging an Oscar. Yeah, right? <laughs> a lot of running. <laughs> but you're right. No, but uh, I was a little surprised at that. But I see what you're saying. Uh, however, you know, Sam Mendes is definitely a good chance. And the movie, honestly, I could see it. You know, yeah, I could say I've see on that's one where the movie could get scratched off, but keep the Sam Mendes in for best director. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. I don't feel like the two need to be exclusive, as they are in most. Some of these categories, no doubt. Because even having said that, another movie that's coming up on this list would be Jojo Rabbit, which is nominated for Best Picture, but not nominated for Best Director. Okay, you know what I mean. Yes. That one, which is... was another one that very much surprised me. That uh, uh, the uh, another that another really name another me. name of the Oscars ca- uh, candidate, yeah. by the way, Tahiki Wahidi. <laughs> <laughs> Tahiki Wahidi, definite name of the Oscars category, yeah. but amazing strong job competitor in against Zazie Beats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, def- uh, amazing job in this movie, kind of just balancing the gravity of the subject matter with the fact that it was like a slapstick comedy for sure. <laughs> it's know? really crazy. Yeah, whereas like Hitler is the uh, lovable goofball. And he plays know, imaginary character, and he's he, playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he writes, directs, and plays Hitler in this uh, uh, classic. But really, really, just a great all-around movie in terms of it being like you know. Uh, no, and I'm a big fan of his work too. Like I love the Flight of the Concord stuff. Jermaine Clement's like a big uh, co-writer of his with a lot of uh, 
I think Lion vs. Shark, Eagle vs. Shark is like one of his first okay, movies, yes. which is like this indie New Zealand film. Hilarious. Yeah, that had a lot of we buzz. Do in the shadows. The, yeah, that's been his recent thing where it's uh, like a like a mockumentary about vampires correct. that he does with the with uh, Jeff Tremaine. That's hilarious. And it's very funny. And, and then most recently, of course, Geeked Up Favorite. Thor, baby. <laughs> yeah, probably one of my favorite uh, Avenger movies of the last years, but Thor sure, Ragnarok. It was great. Yeah, it was For really sure. good. And it was like a great uh, uh, funny comic book movie, but then also like psychedelic coloring, and it was like one of the most visually cool to look at, one of the most like entertaining, funny for sure. And all of these movies is kind of like if you're watching one of these movies, you kind of know he's the one directing it. He has this very specific way of like just his own touch and humor on these things. Yeah, like yeah. the reason Thor was so good is because he directed it and like wrote a lot of it, and all for these sure. things that he makes are Thor very was hilarious. Are very up. good because this of movie him. Is hilarious, but it's also just a really well-rounded. movie movie where it's like uh, well my uh, point uh, being is that nobody else could have directed it and it would have been the same movie I'm saying that the fact sure. that he's not a best director now for this movie no, definitely. and the movie is I think is total bullshit yeah, yeah, like this sure. movie couldn't have existed without him I mean in terms of I guess just the direction in general maybe the fact that it's just not much of like a flashy to look at kind of movie maybe then he's maybe like should be best probably a, uh, a directed for like screenplay or more of like a writing kind of award for this one but it's just like a, a more basic, you know, compared to a 1917 or, you know what I mean, some of the other yeah. best director and I nominees. And, I, and I'm not even disagreeing with you. I'm just yeah. saying that maybe is what they're, where they're coming from. But from his standpoint, like I, like I was saying, to balance the weight of the subject, like the the con, the con su- the content of the movie For being sure. like a Jew in the attic of like Nazi Germany and, and having be like a, a lighthearted yeah. comedy and to execute it so well is like magical directing. You know what I mean? Like exactly. That not yeah, to be, I think that's a yeah, real... For sure. So Definite huge snubsky there. So but he really eat uh, your heart out, Greta Gerwig. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but he really does pull off where it's hilarious, but yet heartbreaking and thought provoking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you're really you're laughing at Nazi Germany and Plus, like sad at the humanity that's this going is on. One of those things too, where would half of these lines be as funny without that New Zealand accent? <laughs> like it's just, and I don't mean that even like in like a me way. Those oh, no, lines he's straight kill. up. Uh, he's oh, straight it's up a tough Hitler. day to be a Nazi, isn't it? Like that shit's fucking arguably <laughs> he's straight hilarious. Straight up Hitler in yeah. this one. He's got a hilarious little German accent going down. But even the little like yeah, New yeah. Zealand kids talking about being Nazis, they being little Hitler's youth. It's fucking. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the one fat kid's little accent is hilarious. Yeah, it's like the just best. his un his his just not even trying to be a German accent. <laughs> yeah, no, is, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> oh, it's a tough day to be a Nazi, then, isn't it? <laughs> But yeah, definitely uh, uh, one of the uh, an, an absolute Rudy's dad in my book, and one of the real, real strong candidates to take it home for Best Picture. My only kind of concern is: Are they going to give a movie with such grisly subject matter and content Best Picture of the Year? Just the fact that it's a movie that takes place in Nazi Germany with like schwarzkas and all this stuff using comedic <laughs> reference is that going to be like the Academy's choice for Best Picture? <laughs> this is a uh, funny concern. Coming from the guy dressed like a Nazi. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've gone on to my more traditional black hoodie by now, but uh, looks like a white hoodie. <laughs> Liam's on his. Uh, <laughs> I guess the other uh, none of the kids were nominated for this. He, he himself 
wasn't nominated for yeah. best supporting actors. Or the kids anything. never are. Uh, the kids are you know very rarely. Not, you, know. you would think he might have been too. I would nominated. have thought that maybe uh, Gwyneth pa- uh, Scarlett Johansson rather would have been nominated for lead actress in the movie. And not she best is supporting. supporting actress, and like the younger girl takes the lead for sure. But. Uh, but still, a Scarlett Johansson, another uh, Scarlett Johansson nomination. Yeah, for sure. And she does a great job in this movie, definitely. Like, it's really, uh, you know, just everybody does a great job of balancing the kind of, you know, emotion of the movie with the humor in the movie. You know, But it's I mean? also kind of wild just how often do you think that happens? We get nominated in both categories for two different movies. Like, she's nominated for Best Lead and she's nominated for Best Supporting. Yeah, you no, know? for sure. And honestly, a chance often. to win for both, honestly. Like, I would be, uh, this, yeah. this one I would definitely put her in the favorite list for uh, what, Best Supporting Kathy Bates is going to win it? <laughs> Boo! Kathy Bates, who's nominated, by the way, for Richard Jewell, yet nothing from the hilarious fatso. <laughs> yeah, Richard Jewell. <laughs> I mean, come Literally on. Literally the guy whose name is in the title. <laughs> Nothing. But as well, uh, uh, you know, Laura Dern. Isn't she playing Plarks Richard Jewell's mom in this movie? She's more or less just playing Bobby Boucher's fucking... <laughs> Kathy Bates, I'm saying. is yeah, literally yeah. just playing Mama Boucher again. <laughs> oh, my but, weird little son. So I would not be at all surprised to see her win for that one as well. Marriage Story, you could see her taking home. You know, she's, For sure. It seems to be an acting-dominated movie, so... But uh, all in all, definitely... You know, would be very worthy. However, just like I was saying, I don't know if the I feel the subject matter overall might kind of preclude it from, you know, being, gotcha, really, gotcha. being really recognized with the Academy Award. You know, but I guess bring it home then would be uh, this year's Roma, uh, <laughs> except not on Netflix. And that would be, you know, let me just say one more thing about stupid Kathy Bates. <laughs> no, 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 it'll go too long. But this year's Roma would be Parasites. Of course, the uh, okay, yes. Korean Best Picture nomination, uh, also nominated for Best Foreign Film. Yep. So one of those few. I'd say shoe in for Best Foreign Film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not JoJo. I'm looking right at you, Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> in the hood. Yeah, the reinterpretation of Les Mis. That, uh, but yeah, Parasite, you'd imagine, definitely up, definitely uh, a favorite for Best Foreign Film. For sure. And I think probably has a, has a real good chance at Best Picture as well. I feel a great movie. Uh, uh, I'd probably Rudy's dad it. However, uh, Rudy's dad uh, going uh, on. Netflix going on dropping here. the ball. I mean, this is the Oscars, bro. This is uh, <laughs> this is where Rudy's dad. This dad's. is the Rudy's of the Rudy's <laughs> yeah, dad. This is where Rudy's dad hangs out. You know what I mean? As, uh, Except for the but, two Netflix ones. Something tells me <laughs> Marriage Story is not getting a Rudy's dad. Nor did the Irishman. Yeah, I mean. Uh, but a uh, great movie. I do feel a little bit overrated just based on the hip fact. The fact that it's a, a foreign movie. Everybody that's seen it is, you know, uh, okay. hyping it up a little bit much. It's not this world earth-shattering, groundbreaking movie that some people are making it out to be. But very, very solid movie. Again, a good balance job of, you know what I mean? It's like a, a pretty intense, grisly subject matter, but very, very funny at times. Yeah, the characters it... are really well-rounded where they're really flawed but really likable. They're kind of like the Korean family from Shameless. Gotcha. They're like, you know what I mean? These super degenerate, the horrible Gallagher. people. But yeah. you kind of fucking love them because they're hilarious. You know what I mean? As well as the rich family that they're kind of in, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, in adversary with are, you know, kind gotcha. of flawed but also very likable. So just in general, it's, you know, good balance. It's got a good humor. It's like a Coen Brothers style, funny That's but also yeah. That's how violent that and crazy. Of. You know what I mean? Exactly that. And that one, again, is uh, Best Picture nominated and the director. 
for yeah. uh, coming in, dare I say, third best name? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, when your first name is Bong, you're definitely <laughs> yeah. uh, major, major big LW points. But <laughs> Bong Joon, and this movie is as well back in Korean, where the uh, only movie that I'm familiar with him from before is Snowpiercer, which is uh, his like English debut, was yeah. a big, big success, and now back to a Korean movie. So. He has a uh, Netflix original movie on there, too, and I forget oh, what it's called, but it's about like this girl that has like some giant monster. And I think Tilda <laughs> right, well, Swinton is in marriage it. story. I'm, 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 I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching that one. Yeah, I have to remember. And what we'll it's compare called, notes, but, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe our first Rudy's dad. So I guess that would be uh, it then for the whole list of the uh, best picture nominations. For sure, for sure. And like we were saying, so many other. Uh, uh, categories it covers, not just the best pictures. Well, those were the ones covered by the academy. Uh, ca- uh, by the academy, I, however, have a couple of snubs that I want to get into. Okay, okay. If uh, if you don't mind, but uh, uh, one of my favorite movies of the year, as a matter of fact, and I'm absolutely shocked that it got no love at all from the academy. But Motherless Brooklyn. Okay, for the sure. uh, passion project of Ed Norton that we talked about on the uh, one of the preview, you know, seasonal preview shows mm-hmm. we talked about. I saw it, absolutely loved it. However, appear to be the only person in America to uh, to have gone to see it. Rather, because it just got no pub. I think it came out maybe at a weird time. I think it was roughly before Thanksgiving or so. And I don't know what happened. It kind of just fell on deaf ears. Maybe I just loved it more than everybody uh, more than everybody else. Yeah. But it had a great, uh, again, like kind of blend of where it was like a 1940s real fun detective. did uh, Norton direct this one too, yes. I think? Yeah. He like really put it all together. I guess it is a re-adaptation re- uh, of a book that he kind of, you know what I mean, slightly... Uh... But of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always pointed out, but not much of a... Re- but he, uh, uh, you know what I mean, I guess... Uh, uh, you know, put his own interpretation to the story a little bit, and then directed it. He got it all funded, everything like that. Like it was a real project. Yeah, it took a cast, long time Bruce Willis, to Alec Baldwin. Out. Yes, a lot of those guys all did it for like very little money to get it going on favors to Edward Norton. Like out of, out of the, you know what I mean? It was a whole big to do for him. And then I thought it kicked ass. It was a great like fun 1940s detective who done it mystery, but with a lot of like social poignancy and like you know what I mean? Uh, a lot of social relevancy and all sure. that kind of stuff so it worked on a lot of layers uh, the Alec Baldwin character specifically was great big snubski I think for him in best cameo role <laughs> performance right. but uh, uh, but in, in all honesty he plus also isn't great. it as fun to watch uh, Edward Norton go on these uh, twitchy uh Imagine there's a lot of cursing and uh... yeah, that is true. There was the Tourette's thing was a very interesting angle of the movie because that's what everybody talks about. But it's such a backseat to the movie to the actual very, like, mystery. I mean, it, it kind of just adds a little bit of like a uh, I brought it up before, but like a Kaiser, like a Kevin Spacey in, in uh, Usual Suspects. Gotcha, you just gotcha, don't. Gotcha, he's gotcha. like unass- you don't expect much from him because he's has Tourette's. But other than that, it's just like it's you know that's really the headliner of what everybody thought about the movie. Okay, but it's really like the backseat kind. Kind of you know factor of it, but uh, uh, you know it was one of my favorites of the year, and no uh, love at all from the Academy. So I'm throwing that in there as a big snubski. I would say to me the big snubski is, and I think another thing the Oscars kind of people went kind of crazy about the Oscars with again with all of the white male directors, no Greta Gerwig, but I would say us. 
is a uh, okay, big yes. Oscar snub, especially with how big Get Out was. For uh, sure. This would be the second movie directed by Jordan Peele, of course. Yes. And, uh, you know, kind of has not the feel of Get Out. It was, I guess this one was kind of more. Yeah, I mean, it really was trying a... to do something different from Get Out, you know what I mean? A little bit. It to... was. Not pull an M Night Shyamalan and you know brand himself into the the big and maybe a a gimmick, but fine. Not best picture, maybe not even best director. You know what I mean? But there, I think some acting snubs in there. I know uh, the lady, the lead in the movie, whose name no, slipping sure. me right the, now. The actress in the movie definitely could have been a lead best actress, lead actress for, sure. for sure. Sure, man, she was great in that. Yeah, film, and she man. really like, carried the movie. She was really been the only person in the movie that would be really worth it. I guess the guy was uh, was good too, but you know what I mean. You wouldn't think Oscar for him, but in all in all, in all that was a great movie. I might go, uh, and it's probably how a lot of people feel about Motherless Brooklyn, but like a cut below the Oscars and like an honorable mention, one of the the really great one of the really good movies of the year that's you know what i mean uh, aside like you said from best support uh, best lead actress you know what uh-huh. I, mean? I don't know if it was you know uh, uh, a world changing to be a best oscar best picture of the year nom yeah you again know what i, I mean? just think something should have got the some award and again yeah, yeah, sure. best actor is 100 percent. i think is a big snub no doubt in that one and then I guess uh, one last thing, the little snubski that we'll talk about. I guess big, big snubski as we stand here on the Geeked Up podcast <laughs> and, uh, in a year where, where Avengers Endgame and Rise of Skywalker put exclamation points on the two big franchises. For sure, man. Nothing from the Academy? Are we, can we get a sound mixing? No, nothing. Or a costume? Uh, that, that's all we... I think Endgame should, and dare and I, I guess say this it, is get on, a best picture. This, now, is on the con- this is in the world, by the way. Where Black Panther last year was a Best Picture nom, so you thought maybe we could build on that, yeah, as as comic book Americans, <laughs> but no fucking way, <laughs> but nothing. And then as well, a world where the fucking Joker is nominated, the Joker's nominated, yeah. and Endgame is what are exactly. you crazy? And Endgame, dude, say what you want about these comic book movies, but it fucking it's got a huge cast to comparatively, you can compare it to the goddamn sure. Irishman no and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, to, to, yeah, for sure, to have that many storylines in a the movie, money to have it make in. sense. Enough people fucking love these movies. Who do you? Who are you to say it's not the best picture? Yeah, absolutely. They're entertaining as all hell. The directors really make these movies happen, For and it's sure. the last of like ten years of like the cumulative story of all this being done. No doubt, definitely deserves a nod. Dude, just like in terms of like you said, best director, the dude that coordinated where everybody's at, you know, for these huge epic battle scenes exactly. and stuff. Like, and I know that a lot of it's computer animated, but like the person in charge of the computer, computer animation so it's De Niro's to make it stupid blue eyes. Like the person in charge of doing that to make it look such an amazing mm-hmm. uh, uh, visually to have it be a fun experience to go in the theater like that's part of the, the whole experience of directing exactly. a great movie and then to let alone storylines and all that kind of stuff like it's uh, you know no respect at all from the academy and then after Black Panther so then mm-hmm. that was not you know was Black Panther's really that much you know uh, better than these other and movies not even that. where they throw in Black Panther a bone for some political reasons looking back because you know what I mean if you were going to be not if, if you're not going to build on that you know if Endgame can't get the push then I don't know yeah no it's really and on top of the fact that it's not even nominated it's like openly made fun of by like stupid Scorsese being like eh, it's a fucking kids movie like for sure 
real quote unquote actors and like directors like dog these fucking movies. No, and I get and that. I, like, I don't even care you. about that usually. That like I've always been a comic book movie fan that doesn't really care that they don't get respect mm-hmm. from the Academy or whatnot. But if you're gonna put Black Panther in exactly. and you're gonna put the Joker in, exactly. you know what I mean? Exactly, and we're gonna man. open up the world. We're like, all right, we're starting to take these movies seriously. Like, what about the Black Panther was so great and Endgame is 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 yeah. uh, no he's in the fucking Endgame. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's just like he's in it a lot. <laughs> yeah, so. Definitely surprised for Endgame being such by uh, uh, the biggest story of the year, one of the most successful movies of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, to be so well executed to have not really yeah. gotten any recognition is a big. Snow you know, snow. I agree, man. <laughs> and I guess uh, just one more, not even necessarily a huge snub, but uh, just because it was so talked about, it be like Oscar talk for Adam Chandler was uh, uncut okay, gems. Yes. I feel Good like call. maybe. And again, maybe not a best picture nom, but at least a best actor nom for Sandler. Like fucking not Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, mean he really did carry the movie and it was really a fun, you know what I mean, uh, uh intense fucking, you know for mafia sure. gambler, you know, uh, uh ride ride along in the mafia mafia gambler world. And obviously but. I'm biased here for uh rooting for Sandler, but uh you know And I'm biased as the guy with huge teeth. I mean <laughs> I'd finally love to get a jo- nothing from Jonah Hill. In, in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, God. And now, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I feel like, too, because even the commercials were just like, Sandler, Oscar, maybe? <laughs> fucking nope. Yep, nope. <laughs> I'm going to kind of put this one, in all honesty, uh, in the category with yes, where I feel it's like an honorable mention. He's up there. I don't know if he's, you know what I mean, if at the end of the day that was really as good of a performance as Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But one of the two I mean? poops <laughs> did a better job than Sandler? <laughs> know, sure. No fucking way. But a nomination. Put, a, put, him in the, put him on the list, yeah. though. Or at least put him in the two poops. <laughs> hey, man, what are you? Poopsie. <laughs> Let's light it on fire and put it on a doorstep. Yeah. And, and Rob Schneider uh, in a diaper, poop number two. <laughs> but Rob Schneider is actually a poop. Of, uh, <laughs> I was turned into a piece of poop. <laughs> this is the latest in the Geeked Up Productions uh, <laughs> yeah. offices. Directed by Steven Root. <laughs> But so I guess really so those are the snubs. Those are the uh, best picture. Uh, those are the movies of uh, of the Oscars 2019. Yeah, the big. Those are all the big ones with all the uh, subcategories attached to them. Those were some of the snubs that we have for this. But now I think it's time to uh, maybe take a closer look at our official picks for uh, some of these things. Close look. Close look. Break out the telescope, then the microscope, all of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close, take a closer look, closer look, closer look. And speaking of snubs, no uh, closer <laughs> look for best original song. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have to settle for his Grammy <laughs> that I'm assuming he won last week. I'm not sure, but I need Andre Davi to be an EGOT winner, baby. <laughs> I'm going to Broadway, y'all. That's the Tony. That will fucking that'll be the Broadway show. I see. I'm Andre Davi. I'm Andre Davi. Andre oh, Davi. I meant more Andre of like he does Dove. the music for uh, much like Bono with the fucking Spider Man. Show, fucking <laughs> Andre Davi, the geeked up musical. Now we're on to something. 
But welcome to the closer look. And like we said, we're taking a closer look here at our picks for the some of the Oscar nominee categories here, but yeah. with our own little twist on it. Not the uh, <laughs> exactly the Oscar. We're not uh, constrained categories. to the to the Academy's rules. Yeah, we're not stuffy old men. or uh, categories in specifics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to start. I'm taking a movie from 1993, and I'm giving White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> Basketball-related comedy of the year. Yeah. Uh, I'm also myself. I'm going half-baked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we won't go that crazy, but, we're, uh, but we'll stick with movies of 2019. However, we've got our own awards, and we think some of you, so we think some of your nominations were bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So we got our own peeps. So this is kind of a closer look meets a game time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We should have probably played the game time song. All right, <laughs> fire her up. <laughs> Well, we ain't playing. Got earn, earn that EGOT, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're playing them all. I just gave you a Grammy, you son of a bitch. Play. But here comes an IMDb. IMDb. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so just kind of like we were saying, uh, kind of our own little categories here. And I guess to just give you, just to really kick it off, just give you a real good idea for uh, what we're talking about here. Here are the nominees for Best Horror Movies of 2019. <laughs> yes, Best Horror Movie. Uh, a flock of movies, I guess we just brought up a little bit with us, but a flock of movies that gets no respect by the Academy, mm-hmm. but everybody watches them, everybody loves them. There's always the uh, one that sneaks in, i.e. like uh, Get Out was always okay, like spooky. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't even a scary movie. But that's just the snuffy <laughs> yeah, old those people. Those uh, psychedelic thrillers, unquote. Yeah. <laughs> but to the uh, Academy, they're like, ooh, scary movie. Yeah. It's the first one out there. <laughs> no, for sure. But they're always getting uh, snubbed by the Academy. A little bit of respect on the Geeked Up show. So for the 2019 uh, Horror Movie of the Year, there's a few in the category. Who we got? Who, so who are our nominees? Because we've already talked about Us as a nominee. Say we, uh, run, yeah, Us for sure is on there. Uh, again, much like the Academy kind of, because it wasn't really a spooky movie too much. It was kind of, again, a thriller. But I'll say with the two obvious ones and uh, two Stephen King sequels, yes. I would say Dr. Sleep, the <laughs> sequel to yep. uh, The of Shining. Course. And, of course, It 2, the sequel to The Stand. <laughs> no, the sequel to It yeah, the very anticlimactic uh, uh, sequel to the smash hit that was Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 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 the sequel number, the the sequel with the adults and the crazy old lady, kind of kind of shitty. Yeah, uh, and by nowhere near the worldwide smash hit that it number one was. Well, it's a nominee, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Although Doctor Sleep way better than The Shining. <laughs> so famously, Stephen King wins again. <laughs> And then, of course, like we said, we have us on there. Um, Annabelle comes home. Another <laughs> one about this scary doll that uh, keeps popping up. Uh, of course, this one seems pretty obvious, but scary stories to tell in the dark. Based <laughs> I off- got another. How about Ma's house? <laughs> Who's that house? Was kinda- <laughs> I think it was yeah, maybe it was just called house. Ma. But it, 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 it appeared Ma. to be uh, Get Out, but with a, but with a black chick and teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, <laughs> Ma's. House. I never got to see Ma's house, but uh, is that with? We'll uh, throw that's that with in Martin there. Lawrence, right? <laughs> He's playing Ma, Big Ma. Well, I guess Martin Lawrence can uh, can can be the present can can read us the nomination. And the motherfucking award <laughs> go to. So I guess I would say the uh, the award for me, my pick would be. Uh, 
I'm going us only because it's not. It's pretty much not the <laughs> only not pile of shit that's <laughs> yeah. on there, as uh, horror movies tend to well, be. We're giving it a unanimous geeked up. Uh, I'm going us too. <laughs> yeah, okay. So both us of us. Too, the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I guess that'll be the sequel. But both of us are taking us <laughs> as really being the only legitimate horror yeah. movie of the year. Close runner up, Ma's House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. The br- the bronze uh, the bronze statue goes or the the Silver statue goes to Ma's house, but Big Ma's house, <laughs> yeah, Big Ma's house, Big Ma's house. <laughs> that was the, that was the one with Martin. Martin Lawrence, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess then the next category in the uh, geeked up Oscars would be uh, best. <laughs> the nominees now for best useless reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the very prestigious best unnecessary reboot uh, category goes to uh, <laughs> another flock of movies totally snubbed by the Academy <laughs> yeah. for some reason, but and beloved a lot of here actors, the Geeked Up you know? Show. A lot of big 90s actors. Especially this year. Yeah, of course. I guess leading the way with, with my personal fave, but but uh, T6 Dark Fate. Another Terminator movie. <laughs> Leader in the clubhouse. Which is another hilarious one, because now they have to start writing in like why Terminator is old. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm old now. We age. <laughs> but this was, of course, the one, like, uh, uh, the whole gang's back. Mine, uh, except for they sold me a bill of goods on Edward Furlong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched that movie six goddamn times. I still haven't seen him. However, yeah. James Cameron. Who gives a shit about James Cameron? I want Edward Furlong, goddammit. Yeah, really the question is, where is Edward Furlong? No one could find him. But Sarah Connor is back. Yeah, she's back in it. I guess if you're going uh, Terminator, you got to mention, of course, the other 90s bash brother, but Rambo. Oh, yeah. Last, last Blood. Rambo, Last Blood. Last Blood. Unfortunately, the, much like Endgame and Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> we get an end of an era as Rambo, Last Blood. This is the last one, I promise. <laughs> the Last Blood. I guess the, another one we could have thrown in the horror movies, but Pet Cemetery, unnecessary reboot. I mean... Oh, uh, yeah, true. It is a <laughs> reboot. Um... I guess one more we could throw in that could have been in the horror movie one, but for uh, best reboot is the Child's Play reboot. Okay, the yes. Return I of forgot Chucky. there was another ch- there was Chucky too as well. I forgot <laughs> Chucky came back, <laughs> and we talked about it before. Do you know who the voice was for the original Chucky? Was the uh, the doctor from Deadwood? Is does okay, nice. is the original voice of Chucky? <laughs> now it's Luke Skywalker himself, yeah, Mark say, so Hamill. This time it's uh, this time they got a high budget, big name actor, big <laughs> Hollywood name attached to the project. No, Mark Hamill playing Mark Hamill. Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I cause of course another in the category because it's literally in the title of the movie. But Jane Silent Bob get rebooted. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to cut out any drama. I'm going there. A geeked up unnecessary reboot of the year goes uh, to Jay and Silent Bob. And I would say another <laughs> unanimous decision here at the Geeked Up Studios. Uh, of course, snooch to the booch. And, and only because I didn't see this one. So I, and, so I couldn't in, and, and I couldn't in good faith give it to Rambo or Terminator, which I did see. So uh, by my exclusion of seeing this, <laughs> I, I awarded the film. <laughs> yeah, also agreed. That movie came out and went away but I'm actually, so quick, by the way. We talked about it on the winter preview, but I'm actually waiting to see it at one of the live shows. Shows. So yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're traveling in New York, so uh, it's always fun to we'll see. give you an update, uh, a geeked up update soon. Big fat Kevin Smith talk about having a heart attack, and <laughs> big skinny Jason Mewes talk about not doing heroin anymore. <laughs> oh, you've seen that live show? Already. <laughs> yeah. You mean the fat man, the heroin addict? It's literally the only traveling show they do. 
Coming in hot then, and this is one I'm saying should be a category in the goddamn Oscars. They're really uh, missing their mark on this one. If you're not going to make it a best picture, throw it in there, but we're going best comic movie. Best comic book movie, yes. Again, we talked about it a little earlier. Finally, uh, we thought Black Panther was finally knocking down some racial barriers amongst us comic book Americans. (laughs) However, uh, uh, this year, nada. And that's how we speak. (laughs) Don't disrespect our language. But we say wacky shit like nada. (laughs) uh, uh, But never, never any respect or love from the Academy, although fucking they're the only movies that the American public ever goes to see. Yeah. So... Us here on the Geeked Up Podcast, we're giving a little bit of love to the comic book movies. They're giving giving something back to the people. And I guess this year, we've already talked about the big two, the Irishman and uh, Once Upon (laughs) a Time of the List. That's right. Endgame and Rise of Skywalkers, uh, Marvel and Star Wars. Both owned by Disney. Both owned by Disney now. I guess really as well, in all honesty, Endgame is kind of like the end of season one of uh, of Marvel because a lot of these characters are going to be coming back and everything. The story will continue. But yeah, a lot of of them are done here. The big players are out. Like we said, no more Iron Man, no more Captain America. Like a lot of the original people too are just making TV shows on Disney Plus now. Yeah, yeah. not even like so much the movies. That's true. But so the uh, they went out with the bang with the uh, Endgame. I guess another one of the Marvel movies though we got to put on the list: Spider Man Two, Far From Home. Fantastic was was uh, was another Spider Man uh, classic. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, just as good. Had the dorky friends with them. Yeah, for sure. Fat kid, fat Chinese kid. But this time he's in England, being hilarious. So yeah, and pulling down some poon too. I mean, he's getting to the point where he's 15, so yeah. you're gonna... <laughs> he's uh, feeling things. Uh, of course, you can't talk about comic book movies, and this one could have fallen an unnecessary reboot, but Hellboy! Oh, yes! The big fat sheriff from Stranger <laughs> Things. <laughs> That's true, I forgot about Hellboy. Hellboy was in there, of course. I'm, uh, well, how about, uh, how about, can we, should we, should we throw in the Joker? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, even though, even though it refuses to admit that it's a comic book movie, <laughs> yeah. you fucking, you ripped all your, yeah, I, I saw fucking Batman's mom pearls going down the fucking alley. Yeah, you're getting so. in this one. So, yeah, then I guess, of course, we might as well throw it in. X-Men, Dark Phoenix is a uh, another one that was uh, a comic <laughs> book movie that was out. It was pretty shitty. It was, uh, like, blasted by like, all fans. But, again, pulled in, like, $700 million. And, like, everyone watched it, hated it. And like saw it again, see it again. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I guess uh, my pick, and I think it's going to be the unanimous decision for both of us here. But Hellboy, <laughs> no, I'm Avengers Endgame, of course. That was the fucking yeah. I mean, as much as I liked Spider Man Two, uh, Star Wars, and uh, Endgame are really the two big ones here. And in all honesty, I just felt that Star Wars was a decent movie, a good fun action movie, but not a good yeah. And you hear us talk about the like, winter movie preview too. Yeah, for uh, sure. It was not the big exclamation point, so I felt I walked out of Star Wars not feeling as strong, not feeling as happy as I did when I walked out of Endgame. Yeah, so I felt I'm complete giving. in Endgame. <laughs> and plus, yeah, Spider-Man was great, too. Spider-Man's in this. Yeah, for sure. You know, much like Black Panther, he's in this one, too. <laughs> That's true. So you can see your Spider-Man, you can see your Black Panther, as well as every other character from, uh, from yeah. every one of these fucking movies for the last 20 years. So, yeah, so far, unanimous all around. But before we go any farther in the show, it's time to honor the man of the year, of this year's 2020 Oscars. The big man of the year award, of course, is going to nobody else other than Mr. Steven Root. 
Stephen Rowe, Stephen Rowe. Oh, yeah. Always gonna be a hoe. Stephen Rowe, Stephen Rowe. Always gonna be a hoe. Stephen Rowe, Stephen Rowe. Always gonna be a hoe. Yes, and that was the annual tradition where we give uh, the Man of the Year recipient to Stephen Root. Stephen Root. Unfortunately, Stephen Root couldn't be here tonight, so we will accept it on his behalf. Uh, next year, we keep sending the invites out. Uh, we really thought I this mean, was going to be the it year. Once again, this year, uh, he's crushed it in Bombshell. He did. He's crushed it in Barry. And it's really just a look back of all his work. We'll take our two hours now to go through Stephen Root's entire catalog. <laughs> and I'll throw one movie that he wasn't in there, and <laughs> Liam will try and guess which one it was. <laughs> but no, just really the Man of the Year award, Stephen Root, you know. As to, always. To everything you do Geeked out there. Geeked up Man of the Year, Stephen Root. Here's a pan shot Thanks for, for you, being buddy. you. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the golden stapler. <laughs> Going on with the show now. I guess it's time to get in some of the uh, Oscars traditional um, uh, categories. Yeah, we starting w- off, of course, with the uh, best supporting actress. All right. Yeah, best supporting actress. One of the uh, a loaded field of Oscar contenders, mm-hmm. uh, I'd say. So we got Kathy Bates, like we mentioned. We got Boo. Margot Robbie, a big star. Margot We've Robbie, got, yeah. uh, both Ethan Hawke's daughter and Uma Thurman's daughter. I'm throwing them in there from All right. uh, All right. from Once a Upon a Time. <laughs> All right, a little sleazy 16-year-old that wanted to blow Brad Pitt. I'm throwing her in as a supporting actress. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm going to throw in because... In know, all honesty, she was the supporting actress of that movie. She, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I go, Margot lead. Who else is fucking in the... I would say uh, BB-8 from Star Wars, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> okay, that's your winner, BB-8? Yeah, beeping around a lot. There's no one to say that she's not a... BB-8's not a girl, right? That's true. Yeah, for sure. I would also throw out uh, Siri... Suri, Black Panther's sister from Endgame, <laughs> and also that's true. Yes, uh, Black Panther's sister was in Endgame too. So correct, she's always a favorite for. Uh, and I would throw out Brie Olsen again for Captain Marvel in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> so those are the some of the Oscar nominees, so some, of some of the, the geeked nominees. up nominees. I would say my choice just blew it out of the water, and especially for <laughs> for being in the final chapter of a nine-part series, but BB-8, <laughs> by, by far, <laughs> taking the award the down. I mean, since we can't confirm she's a man, I'll throw her in the actress category. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's my pick. Uh, she would be my pick for... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to roll out of the stage, see how she's going right, to roll nice. away with that award. <laughs> okay, all right. I say I see where you're going there, and uh, I might perhaps stay in the same galaxy... Okay. But uh, uh, I'm going to give it, it's going to be a very kind of sad and tender moment as oh, well geez. on stage as uh, I'm giving my best supporting actress to the posthumous uh, Princess Leia, who's no longer with us, oh, although geez. somehow dominated uh, Rise of Skywalker, but... She was right. definitely like was in enough scenes and played an, a big enough role to be the supporting sure. actress of Rise of Skywalker. Now I kind of feel like an asshole for <laughs> wedging BB-8 in there. <laughs> but I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Great performance. Yeah. Trained by no other than R2-D2, of course. <laughs> and all the beeps and blips. All right. That's a good one. So then I, goes, then I would lead us to uh, Best Supporting Actor. 
All right, best supporting actor, and I guess we've already talked a, a lot about this. The three P's. Uh, nominate, you know, about this category early being one of the real spotlight categories. The three P's. The three P's, of course. I'm actually going to throw another P in there. That was a total snub, all right, but Robert Pattinson, Lighthouse. Okay. Not nominated, great performance, uh, and I'm throwing him in there for uh, a nominee that was overlooked by the Academy. Okay, okay. Kind of sticking with what I was going. Uh, both the two actors from Star Wars, both Poe, Finn, <laughs> and I guess I would say a third, Chewbacca, of course. Three supporting actors. And then I kind of have a few more, and this one might take me a minute, but uh, I'm going to go with some more best supporting actors, really killing the fields, but Chris Hemsworth for Avengers Endgame. I would say uh, Chris Evans for Avengers Endgame. I would say Mark Ruffalo for Avengers Endgame. I would say uh, Tom Hiddleton for Avengers Endgame. I would say uh, the kid that plays Spider-Man for Avengers Endgame. Yeah, all right, that was uh, I would say Thanos <laughs> from Avengers Endgame. Paul Rudd I'm, from I'm Avengers Endgame. Here and, uh... Josh Brolin from Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Literally but, right, the so entire the male <laughs> cast besides Robert Downey Jr., it gets my award. I get to say Chris Evans <laughs> from uh, Avengers Endgame. Captain America himself is That's my, the... <laughs> my official pick here. All right, all right. Best supporting actor. I'm going Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I honestly, I think that Brad Pitt was the, like we talked about earlier, really carried that movie in a lot of ways. I felt that he was, you know, strong enough to be the lead. And uh, I feel that it's he's going to get some Oscar spotlight and recognition. So I'm going Brad Pitt. You're right. For I, my, uh, uh, I'm changing mine. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, Professor Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> really changed the character around from what we know him as. <laughs> yeah, you know? Took his own spin on it. Took a chance as an actor and totally owned it. So Mark Ruffalo... <laughs> So we're switching from uh, from Chris Evans to Mark Ruffalo yeah. for a anyone can play Captain America. <laughs> nobody could play a boring version of Hulk. Yeah, nobody like could make Mark Hulk Ruffalo significantly did. worse. But so we got to get us into the uh, top tier of the event now. So of course that's going to start with uh, best uh, leading actress in these movies, and kicking off that would be uh, Cynthia Erivo and Harriet. Okay, check from Harriet. I guess that's another movie that we haven't mentioned. When you're when you're starring in a Harriet Tubman biopic, you got to expect you're going to get yourself nominated. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think nominated for anything else either. Yeah, I don't think the movie. Uh, uh, I was kind of surprised at how little attention it got. In all honesty, for, for sure, just being in a, like such you know a great subject matter for a big biopic, so little surprising that you know if she did if she. Uh, a little surprising that she had such a good performance, but yet the movie kind of went nowhere, you know, so... Yeah, exactly. Don't know <laughs> yeah, exactly, movie, yeah, don't yeah. exactly know what happened there, but... And then, uh, as mentioned before, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. And then... Oh, man. Uh, as well as uh, Saoirse Ronan, I'd Thank say. You. I was going to uh, say that one. Saoirse <laughs> Ronan. From Little Women, she's like, uh, seems to be kind of has that golden touch with everything she does. She's so beloved. I would not be at all surprised to see Sir Ronan standing on stage in front of the Academy, given the award, anyway. And then uh, Charlie's Theron from Bombshell. Uh, Renee Zellweger snuck in for Judy. Some big star power there. Renee Zellweger, Charlie's Theron. You're making a. if you're making a movie where you're playing Judy Garland, you probably expect you're getting an Oscar nom out there. <laughs> for real. And then, of course, I'm adding to the list Daisy Ridley for playing Ray in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 9. 
So I guess my pick then will uh, would be, I guess I gotta keep it straight this time and say Scarlett Johansson for sure because she killed it. Not really so much in uh, divorce sto- or marriage story, but playing Black Widow in <laughs> Avengers Endgame, baby. So Scarlett Johansson for sure stood out in a real boys club there. You know, was definitely the nice. lead actress in that film. Yeah, I mean, she was definitely the lead actress. So in, much and so, the she's getting her own movie. Yeah, she's got her own spinoff coming up. So <laughs> worthy. Uh, interestingly enough, I'm also going Scarlett Johansson. All right. right. However, I don't agree with the Academy that she was the supporting actress in JoJo Rabbit. So I'm going Scarlett Johansson is the best lead actress of this movie. Because in all honesty, I mean the uh, uh, story. Might have been a little bit more about or focused around the you know young girl in the mm-hmm. uh, uh, attic upstairs. However, the uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson character was a lot more important to the movie, and she did a lot more you know yeah. of, uh, uh, job carrying a lot of the weight for most of that movie, and really was a lot more of a focal point. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm going Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit. Best I'm actress, Scarlett Johansson, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> so right, kind so of you, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either There's way, congratulations, to... Scarlett. <laughs> Bring us to uh, the lead actor category. So, so again, we talked about this earlier, but a lot of big ones in here. We got uh, one we haven't talked about at all, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Yes. Which is, uh, I don't know anything about that movie. I believe <laughs> it's at Netflix. Antonio, Bar- uh, Antonio Banderas. Oh, yes, of course. Of yeah, course. no, I think you're right. I think it actually is a Netflix. Another, another Netflix, Netflix one in there. Chat, uh, then, of course, another Netflix one, Jonathan Price for The Two Poops. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Uh, Adam Driver for Marriage Story. And Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. And we already talked about it a little bit earlier, but Leo did an amazing job uh, in Once Upon a Time. I really did feel the, uh, as much as I did not like the Joker, I did feel that Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job. For sure. I would not be uh, at all surprised to see him win. It definitely would not be, you know, feel undeserving if Joaquin uh, did win Best Picture. As well, a couple ones that weren't mentioned, uh, I guess we threw it in there, but I'm nominating Sandler from Uncut Gems. Okay. All right, as well as Hilarious Fatso from Richard Jewell. <laughs> I'm giving nominations for. All right. Whatever the fuck that guy's name is, but. Well, maybe uh, even this in the hilarious name category again. <laughs> Richard true. Jewell. But uh, uh, I'm going for in, uh, for uh, my actor of the year. Another actually guy not nominated, snubbed by the Academy. Okay. And I brought up his co-star actually in the supporting actor. Actor. Martin Lawrence. Shocked that yeah. neither one of these guys got nominated, but literally I'm going actor of the year, Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. Okay. All right. Plays a crazy old psychedelic uh, a sailor, not even sure if he was real, because <laughs> what the fuck happened in that goddamn movie? However, him and Robert Pattinson are like the only two characters, totally carry the movie. He's got a badass like Irish sailor accent, Great. Uh, 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 amazing beard. And a really, really great standout performance by Willem Dafoe. Out of all of the other great performances, I'd say maybe number two, I'd go Leo in Once Upon a Time. All right, interesting. But uh, for me, as well as the main guy in uh, Parasite did a great job, but I really felt that like the single best performance when I walked out of there and I was like, damn, that was fucking badass, was Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. Lighthouse. And shocked he was not nominated, by the way. See, now, again, I'm going to go more traditional. Well, you would think I would go more traditional on this one and say Adam Driver. 
driver from Star Wars uh, Episode Nine, <laughs> not their story, and he was a top contender. But I'm going to go in with my write-in ballot and say, you guessed it, Robert Downey Jr. for Avengers <laughs> Endgame. And this one, not so much for just a laughing point. But fucking, this is the guy that kicked off the whole Marvel universe, too. You know what I mean? That literally, like, yeah, was, no, like, I mean, the drawing factor. Like, if that first Iron Man movie would have sucked, fucking none of these movies would have, like, <laughs> so been made. And, and honestly, like, he really has been the linchpin of the movies. And, like, for has, sure. Uh, somehow, when it came out, like, gave it legitimacy, him being part of it. Absolutely. Like, it, really it was his been, been comeback into acting. Yeah, and, no, for sure. Really, this is and the last one. his personality in those movies kind of did set the tone for, like, how lighthearted yeah, they are. Yeah, absolutely they did. Like, and he killed it. Like he owned that role. Nobody else could have played that. I mean, him, the, the, the dramatic send like, off of. Tom Hanks, you know, but. <laughs> but they would never have agreed to fucking <laughs> yeah, do a comic yeah, movie. <laughs> but uh, no, but you're right. The dramatic send off of Robert Downey Jr. was honestly it brought it brought a tear to a man yeah. that was uh, sitting there in cosplay. <laughs> so if uh, that's got to get you something, and if the Academy's not going to recognize it. That's what we got D Barnes for. But. Yeah, so Robert Downey Jr., hands down winner, best actor. <laughs> so I was wondering why you said earlier uh, anybody but him for the supporting actor. Oh, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> I no. should have seen it coming. That was classic foreshadowing. <laughs> he might be a junior in his family's eyes, but he's a senior, all right, to me. He's uh, number one. Bring us to, of course, our best director category. And we got some big ones here. As we discussed earlier, of course. Scorsese for The Irishman, uh, Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite and Funny Name, Sam <laughs> Mendes for 1917, and Todd Phillips for The Hangover. <laughs> I mean, The Joker. <laughs> so, of course, a lot of big ones. I'm throwing it, uh, but not mentioned. I'm throwing Ed Norton, uh, Motherless <laughs> Brooklyn in there. Okay. As well, I'm throwing uh, Tatiki Wakiki uh, for best name. For sure. <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll throw director as well, but mostly best name. But uh, but as well, both those guys definitely deserve a shout-out for the nominations, like we mentioned earlier. I'm throwing in uh, myself, Greta Gerwig. I'm just kidding. I'm throwing in J.J. <laughs> Abrams for Star Wars Episode Nine, and the Russo Brothers for Avengers Endgame. <laughs> But uh, I guess this one, if I seriously had to pick one, I would go Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. Yeah, another unanimous. Because I want him to fucking win for sure. I want him to take this one for down. Sure. We've talked a lot about it. I bet I was the sentimental favorite. But as well, it was a great movie. Two and a half, three hours. Really intense, although not much happened. So much of that was built around like Tarantino's writing. And the acting performances were great. But mm. just the uh, 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 so much about that movie was just great, you know, beautiful to look at. The writing and dialogue was great for it to be that intense without really anything happening. The big crazy twist at the end gets you all, you know, but uh, uh, all excited. But uh, as well, it was like another reinvention of Tarantino, you know, coming at you yeah. from like a different genre of movie. Movies. He's done Kung Fu, he's done Mobster, now he's doing slow-paced drama, <laughs> you know, the man does it all, and like we said, finally a chance to get a little bit of recognition in the Academy. Absolutely, and as much as I'd love to say the Russo brothers for uh, Avengers Endgame, it's gotta be Tarantino. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's sure. just It just has to be. And again, uh, uh, as well for the sentimental favorite factor, bring us to the moment you've been waiting for all night. 
the best film category. You've heard us break them all down, but just to run through them one more time, we got Ford versus Ferrari. We have The Irishman. We have Jojo Rabbit, The Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. <laughs> uh, those are the big uh, those ones. Are, that's what the Academy has. The Geeked Up Show, on the other hand, has uh, has taken a couple off those lists for you. You've knocked a couple <laughs> off, and I'll give you two guesses what two movies I'm adding on. That would be Star Wars Episode Nine, and, of course, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> And I'm adding, I guess, uh, I'll add one on as well. And uh, uh, Little Women's already on there. <laughs> and I'll give you my official pick. Cats. <laughs> made the cut. And the, made the cut with the Christmas release. And I'm going cats. No, but in all honesty, I am, uh, uh, I'm, I'm giving you for my picture of the year. And I'm being 100% sincere in this. As uh, I'm giving you right in, but I'm giving you Motherless Brooklyn Ooh. as my 2019 uh, uh, Big LW Geeked Up Oscar goes to Motherless Brooklyn for my book. It really was uh, just the movie that I left the theater uh, 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 just really feeling that I enjoyed the most movie in a lot of different ways where it was a great, you know, uh, fun mystery crime tale as well as just a really, you know, interesting story, thought-provoking one you to research a little bit more on the subject and it was just like uh, came at you with the, from a lot of different ways it was a fun world to throw you in different great performances uh, uh, just you know really for me the most enjoyable movie that I saw all year uh, uh, I guess for me the other kind of close contenders would be Jojo Rabbit and Parasite uh, probably one and two, as well as Once Upon a Time. Mm. I feel those were probably the uh, uh, best movies of the year. However, for me, my favorite of the year, not even uh, recognized by the Academy, but I thought Motherless Brooklyn yeah, was yeah. the best movie that I saw this entire year. So I'm giving it the uh, 2019 Geeked up uh, my it. half of the Oscar. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, since you threw it out there, I got to go Cats, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> the movie was terrifying, hilarious, heartwarming. <laughs> um, but no, of course, I'm going, and again, not all... Not all just for jokes, but Avengers Endgame, again, I'm throwing out there, <laughs> is my pick. Loved all these movies, but to be completely honest, the movie I left smiling the most at and had the most fun was Avengers Endgame. I fucking yeah. love these characters. I host a goddamn podcast called the Geeked Up Podcast. <laughs> this whole thing started with me having a boner about yeah. the Avengers, second Avengers movie trailer. <laughs> fucking, I love these movies. And I, in the vein of all these movies being like three hours, three and a half hours, I think Avengers was too far. 40, something like that. I could have sat there for another hour, man, and watched more of this shit. I no, fucking true. love, these, of like the, I fucking love these movies. And again, just because I'm the only one, well, I, I'm not the only one, but they just snub such like a severe snub and get made fun of no, by like sure. the film elites. Fuck you. These movies no, yeah. are great. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like, how? what is exactly is the standard of voting? And just like me and Devin said, these are the movies that we just enjoyed the most. That's the idea of, you know, when you're making a movie, the idea is to have people enjoy 100%. it. The, the, the people that did the best job in our books were Avengers Endgame for Devin, mm -hmm. uh, Ed Norton, Motherless Brooklyn for me, and a lot of the other movies were great. Those were just like the two yeah. uh, movies that we found most enjoyable. Absolutely. 
If I had to pick off the list, though, Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think if you had to give the actual uh, pick of what you think that the uh, Oscars are going? Now? What I think, what, I would, do th- what do you think will win on Oscar? Uh, if on I Oscar wanted night? to go with my heart, I would say. Uh, I mean, obviously, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have the strangest feeling, and I was wrong last year because I really thought Bo Rap was going to take it. But I have this really, really odd feeling that Jojo Rabbit might walk away with this whole yeah. thing, man. I, just, I mean, I would, yeah, I just well deserve. Don't it for know sure. why I do, but I just think it has it was the amazing, right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was a great movie, and it also it just has that right thing. The Academy is kind of, I think, I don't know, but for does it? it like does the Academy looking for a movie where like Hitler is a main character? Kind of, like, I, kind of I feel like kind of because like, it's like, feel, like this movie's like banned, like literally banned in lots of countries, and I guess the whole like making. A, a comedic light out of like those kind of like death of Stalin. And plus, he's like a a Jewish, like ago, his like grandfather then... was like a Holocaust survivor or something. No, like for that. sure. You know but just I mean? like a, a lot big, of movies. What a bigger fuck you to Hitler than like having like this Jewish <laughs> yeah, no, guy sure. director. No, playing. I mean, hey, believe me, I'm just saying that uh, I, I was probably it's like on this opposite book, blackface. You know what I mean? Like, like, like on the list of the movies. Uh, uh, recognized by the Academy, mm-hmm. I feel it was the best. You know what I mean? I probably I'm going to pick Parasite to actually win come Oscar night. Okay, okay. I just don't necessarily think that a movie that some countries are going to like totally ban, and it's just like I don't know. It's uh, uh, in some ways I hope I'm wrong, and they do recognize Jojo Rabbit. I just got a feeling that the Academy might not, you know. Uh, uh, fully uh, embrace this movie, whereas if they go for Parasite, it's a foreign film. It's yeah. you know what I mean, totally deserving. I don't know if will like, win, man, just because Roma didn't win. I think Best Director maybe Parasite. Yeah, but I don't see Parasite winning as well. Parasite I really does see very much Irish deal with like uh, uh, the social. It's like socially relevant. It's like all about the haves and half nots and like class divide and like yeah, for that's sure. so much that's like going on in the world now. That's like so much what this movie is about. Is like the whole like, that's class true, like the middle war. Class, lower yeah, class. Yeah, like that's what this movie is like. The whole essence of this movie is like class war. So it's really a reflection of the times. I think the fact that it's like a foreign movie is going to give it a little bit of a hit factor. For sure. And I just don't think that. Uh, but isn't Jojo Rabbit technically a foreign movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, but uh, I just, again, the, the only thing with Jojo Rabbit is I just don't see. Yeah, yeah. It's literally just like way too the use agree, of all of the, just... like, Springtime for Hitler and Death of Stalin and other movies that kind of like tiptoe in that, you know, making comedy out of, you know, the Holocaust or other, you know, uh, tragedies from that era. Have kind of you know they just didn't go as over the top with like the yeah. references you know what I mean like I get it. you know what I mean like kids you know bomb uh, uh, well springtime and Hitler for sure Americans, does but that's like the play like, inside of the producer no yeah so I'm saying it's like other you know what I mean like it's it isn't the first time that like anybody's ever joked about the subject yeah yeah, but yeah they do it pretty like gratuitous like it's way in your face yeah no you know no yeah, I mean? yeah yeah so I get like, that I just don't know if. The, uh, that that's my well, only one time thing holding it back. We'll tell, I guess, who walks away with the uh, golden statue, the big Oscar. <laughs> only one man walked away with the golden stapler, and of course, that was the man <laughs> of the year, Stephen Root. I guess those are our official picks. We are now off to the uh, the uh, post Oscar uh, after parties. We, of course, are going to the one that Stephen Root will be DJing at. <laughs> yeah, Midnight Set. Playing with the from, Roots. Uh, the, the Roots crew. The Roots crew. <laughs> Stephen Root featuring with his backing band, The Roots. The Roots. <laughs> so I guess those are all our picks. Is there any uh, emails in your picks or maybe any add-ons that you would have? 
Yes, for sure. Send us your best pictures. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking like your best pictures of uh, you with your family, <laughs> children, uh, puppies, kittens. And while you're at it, let us know some of your Oscar picks, Sunsets, too. Uh, but email us in at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. That's oh, the geek. i got to put that the in there, folks. Of course, keep a lookout for our official review of one of the Oscar-nominated movies, The Marriage Story, on our sister podcast, Netflix and Chat. And make sure to check out uh, The Irishman, uh, episode 13. <laughs> you can see how Irish we are. You can hear us make this face. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, we've been your hosts for the evening. I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen, and if you don't have to work tonight after the Oscars, why don't you go ahead and get geeked up? Hey! Ooh, baby. It's time to get geeked up. Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.